It's time for Football Friday Night in Southern Ohio. Mix 96 FM, Total Media, and Jackson County Broadcasting proudly present Jackson Ironman Football. Tonight's broadcast of Ironman Football is brought to you by Ohio Valley Bank, Paisley Permanent Cosmetics, Buckeye Construction and Restoration, Dan Daly State Farm Insurance, Four Winds Community, McDonald's of Jackson, H&R Block of Jackson, Malloway Designs and Boho Finds, Jackson County Banking Center, Lockard Insurance, Iron City Implements, Rent to Own, Angles Garage and Wrecker Service, Howard Hanna Realtors, the McNerland Network, Faith and Fitness, Lewis and Gillum Funeral Home, Webbs Heating and Cooling, Brian Moore Construction, and Belicio Foods. Jackson Iron Mid Football on Mix 96 FM is also brought to you by Leella Lanes of Wellston, Atomic Credit Union, Dave's Custom Butchery, Midway Quick Marts, Riser Equipments, Happenings Bistro, Osborne Equipment Service, Holzer Health Systems, Auto and Truck Tire Center, Pig and Steel Roofing and Siding, Rio Grande Jackson Center, Dakota's Roadhouse, Nimco Propane, Gallia Jackson Meg's Alcohol Drug and Mental Health Board, O. Sizer Miller Wagon and Clagg Attorneys at Law, Honda Suzuki Polaris KM and KO of Jackson, Gillum Insurance Sponsor of tonight's Player of the Game, Hothead Burritos and Seward Folks Insurance Sponsor of the Coach Andy Hall Pregame Show, and Monroe Collision Center Sponsor of tonight's Hit of the Game. Now, with all of the exciting action of football Friday night in Jackson Ironman football on Mix 96 FM and around the world on the Total Media Radio app, here's Dan Dobbins, Dan Morrow, and Pete Wilson. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Jackson Ironman football. This is Dan Dobbins along with Pete Wilson and Dan Morrow, and tonight is week number two of the high school football playoffs. The Ironman, of course, are home here at Alumni Stadium, and they will take on the number five seed, Bloom Carroll Bulldog. It gets real now. Yes, it does. After that first week, let's be honest, the OSHAA from COVID on, and they've added up to 16 teams. There are some true mismatches in week one. There really aren't in week two. Now you get back to where you're playing, you know, teams very much in your caliber, you hope. And uh, tonight we've got a dandy here at Alumni Stadium. This is fun. It has been a long time since the Jackson Ironmen have had a competitive second-half game. Just what I was going to say. Week number five, wasn't it? Week number four. four. Okay. Week four against Western Brown when we come away with that 56-48 to 48 point win. Ever since then, it's been the Ironmen with... Running Almost clock. running clocks. A running clock most of all the second half, and even the Hamilton-Ross game became it in the fourth quarter. So this is a test for Jackson, and as Coach Hall has said all week long, and as he said, there's been a ton of media following this particular matchup, it's a four-quarter game for both teams, but there's so much history on Bloom Carroll's side. 
but it's the first ever meeting between these two teams. 91 different teams have played the Jackson Ironmen in the 125 years we've played football here, and we've never played Bloom Carroll. Hard now, to believe. It is hard to believe. They didn't start football, I think, until 1958, so there is a 50-year window in there before while we were still playing. But think of that. We have never played Bloom Carroll. They aren't that far away. They're in our region, but it matches up, and now we get an opportunity to play a team that has just been very accomplished. Well, playoff atmosphere abounds here at Jackson's Alumni Stadium. The uh, crowd trickling in here and uh, expect a perfect night for football. Perfect night. It is football weather. Week 12, could you ask for a better night? Absolutely. Well, it's now time for the Coach Andy Hall pregame show, sponsored by Hothead Burritos and Chewers Fox Insurance. So right now, we'll go downstairs to Coach Andy Hall. Welcome to the Coach Andy Hall Pre-game show starring Jackson Ironman head football coach Andy Hall and myself, Dan Morrow. Tonight's show is sponsored once again by Sheward Folks Insurance. Let Dan, Matt, and Jordan handle all your insurance needs. Also, Hothead Burritos, delicious food served from mild to wild. Coach, first, there's non-league games. Second, then come the league games. And now the OSHAA playoffs and our Ironman got started with a 49-14 win at Alumni Stadium over Marietta last Friday night. Yeah, it was a good win for our kids. Um, Nolan Johnson really, really got us started off quickly um, with a couple scores there in that first quarter. And uh, we were able to get 14 nothing. And then I think, you know, Marietta settled down and made some plays there in the second quarter. Um, you know, we were able to get the 21 nothing on, on a Cade Wolford touchdown, and um, but then right before the half, we gave up a long drive, and they put the you know put the ball in the end zone, and um, they got the ball coming out the second half. So 21-7 at halftime, um, felt like that. Um, you know, both teams are playing hard. Felt like this is the first time, and, and probably a little while where we were re- really getting tested physically. I'm really impressed with Marietta's defense. I thought they were you know. More physical than I thought they would be. Uh, they ran the football. They played hard. But it was good for our kids to have to start pushing some mass around and have to fight for getting, you know, fight to get yards. And so at halftime, we made a few adjustments um, defensively, especially. And I thought the second half on defense, we were outstanding. Um, Nolan Johnson was able to t- take an interception back for a touchdown to make it 28-7. Um, uh, when we kicked off, uh, we decided to onside kick. Uh, we noticed that when we started the second half, that when Ethan started to, to approach the ball, their front line started taking off. So I had told uh, Coach Neal, I said, hey, when we kick off again, we're going to onside kick no matter what. And so, you know, we had the touchdown with, with Nolan on the interception. So I said, we'll go ahead and do it. And so Ethan did a great job, recovered the ball. Um, I think a few plays later, Cade Wolford you know, had a long run. Uh, to make a 35-7, and then things got you know a little more comfortable after that. But um, anytime you get win a playoff game, you know it's huge. You know the atmosphere is a little bit different. Even there, there wasn't necessarily a great crowd there in week one, um, but the people that were there, um, I thought you know probably were pretty excited about how things were coming, you know how it working out, and you know going to that fourth quarter, we were able to play a lot of young kids and, and everything. But um, you know it was a good first win in the playoffs. Um, again, we played against a, a better Marietta team than I think people recognize by looking at the record, and maybe some of the teams they lost to. But you know I've known Andy Shop for a long time. And, you know, I knew his kids would be prepared. They had some athletes, and they did some good things. Uh, but I thought, again, the second half, our defense really shut things down and, and allowed our offense to flourish, and we were able to come out with a big win. 
We had touched on it. Marietta had played a pretty competitive first half with us, down two scores. They get the ball to start the second half. I thought the whole game changed when Nolan Johnson, as you said, picks off that pass and takes it in for the touchdown. Changed everything, then the onside kick, and before you know it, we're up comfortably on top of them. But Cade Wolford, with the spectacular year he's had, and everybody in Southeast Ohio knows about Cade, his stats, and Hopefully he'll be end up being the Gridiron Glory Player of the Year Award winner. We'll see how that plays out itself. But right now, Nolan Johnson is becoming a pretty popular name as a junior running back in Southeast Ohio. Four touchdowns this last Friday night. Uh, he's no secret anymore. He's not. He's right at a thousand yards going into you know tonight's game, and he's got double digits touchdowns now for the year. And um, he, you know, he and Kate, of course, for the last two years have complemented each other really well. And um, you know, it's kind of a one-two punch, and being able to you know use Kate's speed against Nolan's, you know, uh, you know, I think strength running inside and the power that he runs with. I think is a great compliment to each other. Um, you know, I thought Buddy Wolford had another great game. You know, seven of ten, very efficient, 130 yards, a touchdown. Again, no interceptions. Um, so, you know, I think that you know that was really key for us. You know, be able to get some other kids, you know, involved in the passing game. Of course, Ryan Simons, uh, another big touchdown catch was unbelievable when it goes up and gets a ball on on a third down play action play. And then um, again, Eli Ray and Charlie Woodard both had some great catches as well. So, you know, it was nice to see a lot of people get involved. I thought our offensive line. You know, dominated uh, the line of scrimmage most of the night. And like I said, I thought, you know, coming in the second half, our defense really ramped it up and shut down the wing T offense and, and gave us opportunities to score quickly. As we know, Pete Wilson does a fabulous job on stats. 11 game totals this year. There's been some really interesting stats. One of the most impressive ones, I think, after 11 games right now, our Ironmen have outscored our opponents by 477 points to 207. That means we are out winning by an average of 43 to 18. But listen to this. Opponents have run 608 plays to our 408. They've run over 150 plays more than us, and we still have outscored them 43 to 18. Interesting stat. Well, and I think that is what you, when you see our defensive stats, you know, the yards and points are a little bit higher this year. But it's because the team has ran 150 more snaps. You know, we, you know, we've been able to score pretty quickly this year, which means our defense has played a lot more snaps throughout the year. So, you know, there's a lot of games when we look at the final totals and the opposition has ran 20 more plays. So when you do that, you're going to give up some yards. But, um, you know, going into tonight, you know, it's going to be a whole different ball game in the sense of what we're going to be facing. Um, but again, it's nice to be able to see that we've had that firepower throughout the year, and it's, that's going to be key for us, you know, going through this whole playoff run. Jackson has a chance tonight to become the 11th team in the history of Jackson Ironman football that started way back in 1889, I think it is, on there to win 10 games. The unique thing about this is seven of those 11 times have come under your coaching. And for the first time ever in the history of Jackson football, 10 games have been won three years in a row. You know, I, was, you know, I talked about that last week. I didn't really know what that stat was uh, to win three years in a row. And, and, and the, the senior class to be able to say that you know, they were able to accomplish that, I think, is incredible. Um, 
but like we talked about this week in practice, you know, we've, you know, understand that winning 10 games is, is you know, a really nice honor, but then winning 11 games, you put yourself in even thinner air. And of course, no Jackson team's ever won 12 or 13 or 14. So again, you know, that's kind of the ultimate goal is to get to that, you know, that level that no one else has done. Um, but again, you know, it starts tonight. You know, this gives us the opportunity at a 10-1 record to play a team that's not in two. Um, you know, de- defending, I guess you could say, well, defending regional champs. They won the region three years in a row. Uh, they were in the state finals last year. So they're, you know, state runner-ups. Um, again, they come in with a lot of fanfare, a lot of big names we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, I think you know, we, uh, my AD told me yesterday that there's over nine either TV, radio, um, social media stations coming in tonight for the game. So a lot of eyes are, are going to be watching this thing. And, again, it's, it, it's probably one of the bigger games in the state of Ohio tonight. Challenge for the kids. And you touched on it. Uh, you said that the 10 games is only 11 teams. How about this? If they would get to 11 wins, and that's a win tonight, they would only be one of five Ironman teams. Only five Ironman teams have won 11 times in the history of Jackson football. Four of them are under you as the head coach. No Ironman team, as you said, has won 12 or more games. Jackson is now 13 and 17 all time in playoffs, but 10 and 10 now. You've got to 500. 10 and 10 now under your coaching. Well, I tell you, it, it's been an honor. Uh, again, you can't do that with a, without a great staff that I do have and, and great players. And um, you know, I think this this team's a, uh, I think is overachieved when you think of maybe what people thought going into the summer, what they could accomplish. You know, only having two starters back on either side of the ball. Um, lost a lot of big names last year, not knowing what maybe this team would look like. Um, you know, I'd, I'd say a lot of people in the area, you know, starting off in the summer, thought this would be a six and four or seven three team. Um, but again, our, our kids took that as a challenge. Understood that there was no pressure. It's just time to perform, and we've had a lot of young kids, a lot of sophomores and juniors, and really first-year seniors uh, step up and have great years, and that's what led us to a ten and one record. You talk about home field advantage. I thought this was an interesting stat we came up with. When Jackson has a playoff game at Alumni Stadium, we are now nine wins and two losses all time in the playoffs. That's an amazing record. Plus, we have won now with the win last week against Marietta five times in a row at Alumni Stadium. But you work all year long, plus all season long, to earn that advantage. You do. And, uh, you know, of course, this year we got the fourth seed. Um, the last several years we've been in either the two or three. So we've been very, you know, fortunate to have good, you know, regular seasons, like you said, to set you up for a home playoff game or two. Um, you know, this year, another year of having two home games. And, um, you know, it's just, it, as everyone knows, it's nice when you can sleep in your own bed and not have to travel and be able to eat your own meals at home and, you know, have that short drive up the hill. And so, again, we're hoping that would be a big advantage, advantage for us tonight. Uh, but we know that with Bloom Carroll, you know, they've played at, at Canton Stadium. So, you know, they've played in some of the best stadiums in the state of Ohio. So uh, even though they haven't played here before, um, it may not be as big of an advantage as it is for other teams because they've played at the biggest venues. Well, interesting stat also. Jackson Ironman football has gone for 125 years, but we have played 91 different opponents in that time frame. We've never played Bloom Carroll. Right. No, that's... You know, I've done several interviews this week for outside sources and um, networks, and, and they've asked that question. I said, no, we've never played. And it was kind of you know, ironic because we've been, you know, in this region the last couple of years. We we almost, you know, last year we were one game away from each other. Uh, the year before we were one game away. 
so we narrowly missed it. Uh, but again, it, it gives us a great opportunity to, to match up against one of the best teams in the state. You know, they're, they've done a great job up north. We've done a great job down south. And so it's, it's two programs meeting for the first time that I think will be great theater. <coughs> Excuse me. One of the th big things, Jack, you know, the playoffs have gone now to 16 teams. The first week sometimes produced some mismatches. We just beat Marietta by a score of 49 to 14. Bloom Carroll's coming off win against Athens by a score of 58 to 14. But when you get into the second week of the playoffs, it's crunch time. Everybody's going to be good. Right. You're going to see some great games tonight. And um, like I said, last week you saw a lot of running clocks around the state. Um, you know, but you also saw a few upsets. But, you know, when you get in the second week of the playoffs, now it really gets real. And, um, you know, again, like said tonight, you know, probably one of the best matchups in the state of Ohio comes out of this week two matchup. And, um, you know, it, it, it's exciting for your fans. You know, when you're going to pay these big ticket prices, you want to be able to see good football. And, and then tonight, I think they're going to be able to do so. So much history at Bloom Carroll. Over the last four years, listen to this, they have a record of 46-6. and six. You've touched on their success recently, but my gosh, this is a football program that's been at the very top. It has. You know, like I said, they've won the region now three years in a row. Um, you know, I think that, you know, Coach Bartholomew, who – uh, who's now at Olentangy. I think he really got this thing built built up or built back up. Um, he left it in great hands. Um, like I said, you know, the first year he disappears, they go to the state championship game. So they've got a lot of returning starters uh, from that team. But, again, you've got a senior, a senior bunch that in three years have played 14 more games which is another season than any other senior group that has. So, again, you're talking about experience. These guys have been involved in a lot of big games. And that, of course, I know they're leaning on that coming into tonight's game. They have two losses, but, boy, they're against good people. They lost to an undefeated at the time um, Harvest Prep team, or I'm sorry, um, Hamilton Township team by a score of 31 to 28. Could have easily won that game, I'm sure. Week one, they got beat by state perennial power Harvest Prep. So this team's not far. They've beat good people. Bishop Hartley, Jonathan Alder, Logan Elm, they have some stripes on their resume. They do. And, and again, um, you know, those were close losses that they had. But, uh, you know, they're battle tested. Uh, we feel like we are too. Uh, but again, you know, they've had a, a pretty smooth sailing throughout the league. They had one hiccup against uh, Hamilton Township. Again, a kid missed a 42-yard field goal to put it in overtime. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, they've done a good job preparing themselves for games like this, um, which is going to make this game even more interesting. I know you've watched hours and hours of film, you and the staff. Tell us a little bit about Bloom Carroll. Well, you know, it's all about their running back, uh, Dylan Armantrot. Uh, he's a senior. He was a 2,000-yard rusher last year. He's number seven in the program. Um, his stats are down a little bit this year just because they've, they've started throwing the football a little bit more. Uh, but he was a horse for them offensively last year. He's going to run behind Jaden Ball, a 6'5", 300-pound tackle who's going to Purdue. Um, he's one of the only returning stars back from that massive offensive line they had. Um, also in the backfield, uh, Broden Bishop, number 21. Um, you'll see him in the backfield and in the slot. Um, he's a 4'5", speed guy can really take the top off the defense. 
And then uh, Jace Rockwood, number two, he's a 6'2", 109-pound senior, uh, tight end slot receiver. Uh, he also has great speed. Um, you know, the quarterback is a two-year starter uh, last year, and I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name. Ethan, number one, is his, is his first name. But, uh, you know, they didn't ask him to do a lot last year, just hand the ball off to that big back, the Marshall kid is at OU right now, and then, of course, uh, Armantrot. But this year, they, you know, he's thrown for almost 1,000 yards. So things have changed quite a bit. And he also is going to throw to Michael Stevenson, a 6'6", 225-pound junior, who's got some Mac offers already. So, um, you know, offensively, they, they have explosive speed. Um, they can score in big chunks. Um, they can run and throw it. So they, you know, they present those challenges for us. You know, defensively, uh, they run out of a 4-4 stack defense, a little cover three, which is a little more vanilla than you've seen. Uh, used to be see it all the time. You, just, you don't see as much now, but um, you know they're they're tied in the Stevens kid, six six kid, and then uh, Park Truex number ten, a six three, two hundred twenty five pound junior. They're the two defensive ends. Those guys really cause havoc in that four four. And then their secondary, the, the Bishop kid number twenty one is a free safety. He can absolutely fly. Uh, Carter Cornelius number five. And uh, a Jay, the Jace Rockwood kid number two, um, probably the fastest secondary we've seen all year. So, you know, we're going to have to do a good job. You know, Brody's going to have to understand coverage, um, get the ball out in time because these guys can break on the ball and, and make things happen in the secondary. So um, we feel like we need to lead on our offensive line this week. Um, you know, make sure we can run the football first, sets up our play action. Uh, and then defensively, it's all about stopping the Armin Trot kid. I mean, he is electric. Um, he's going to Army. Uh, so he's going to be you know, serve our country here in another year or so. But again, he's also going to be playing Division One football. But uh, he's the key to our success. We have to slow him down, limit his possessions, uh, make them move the football in small increments and not big plays. Uh, they've got a Division One kicker. Uh, him and Ethan have gone to camps together. They know each other pretty well. He's only a junior, but uh, we feel like our kicker's better. But uh, he's in that type of, of conversation of being a Division One prospect. So. You know, both these teams, I think we were very similar to one another. Uh, you know, with the size of the school, we're about the same. Uh, a lot of good tradition, well-coached staff, you know, well-coached teams. So it should be a great matchup. Well, as, as a Joe fan, and that's what I am kind of basically, I've got a great interest in watching the tackle that is going to Purdue. We know what a big five conference type player is. We've got one right now. Traylon Davis having a great year at West Virginia. But that is going to be interesting. And I'm obviously, if they got a great running back, he's running behind him. He is. And so that's something we got to get. We got to get 11 halves of the ball tonight and be able to you know, keep his play, play, you know, play, big time playability under control. And if we do that, we'll be in good shape. Going to be fun, Coach. How are we doing health-wise? Pretty good. You know, we're hoping uh, Eli Berman went back to the doctor today. We're hoping uh, we haven't got the news yet, but we're hoping maybe there's a chance uh, we can get out a win tonight that he can be cleared maybe to play next week. If not, um, you know, that's something we'll have to deal with. But overall, we're in pretty good health. Oh, thoughts for Eli. That'd be wonderful. Coach, cannot wait to talk to you about this one in the postgame. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Stay tuned for more pregame activities with the voice of the Jackson Ironman, Mr. Dan Dobbins, and the best stat man this side of the Mississippi, Mr. Pete Wilson. We are back here at Alumni Stadium in Jackson, Ohio, and it is playoff football. The Jackson Ironman playing hosted, and it's in a position they earned throughout the season by going 9-1. and one. They are now 
10-1 on this season. They are hosting Bloom Carroll, a team who is 9-2. They're the five seed. We're the four seed. Pete Wilson, this is a big-time atmosphere, isn't it? Absolutely, and I'll tell you what, two teams that certainly deserve to be here. Second round of the playoffs, the Ironmen, the number four seed, Bloom Carroll, the number five seed. That means everything. That's why we're here instead of up in Carroll, Ohio right now. But both of these teams, outstanding seasons. Bloom Carroll, 9-2. and two. Jackson 10 and 1, a lot of running clocks uh, in both of their games. We know that the Jackson Ironmen uh, have one of the best programs in Southeast Ohio. They have earned that niche. Bloom Carroll is one of the top mid sized high school programs in Central Ohio. Twice they went to the state semifinals as a Region 4 regional champion. Last year they moved up to Region 3 and they did it again, uh, losing. Uh, they beat Tippecanoe in the. Uh, in the semifinal or in the semifinals of the state, then lost in the state championship game. I think to Canfield. That's so right. um, this is a team that lost some players from last year, but they've got a lot of talent back. Three Division One caliber players on this team: a tackle, Jaden Ball, who's going to go to Purdue; a running back, Dylan Armentrout, who is going to Army; and a tight end in Stevenson, who is a Central Michigan commit. So a team that. Uh, that uh, will uh, run the ball and pass the ball, probably run, a run-first team, but a team very capable of passing the ball as well. Good defense as well. Uh, Wade Bartholomew, the son of, of Scott Bartholomew, kind of built the program, got it to where it was. He moved up to one of the Owen Tangy High Schools. Uh, one of his main assistants is in here for the second year now, and the tradition has continued. And so uh, a great battle tonight between uh, these two teams. Uh, the Ironmen uh, have just uh, say seemingly improved every game, and they will have to play maybe their best game yet to move ahead against a team like Bloom Carroll. As you probably know, Coach Hall says it's a four-quarter game. you got to be uh, spend an hour with Coach Hall today on Jennifer Ratliff's uh, Main Street TV today. That was a thrill. Right, and he, he said that he feels that even though Bloom Carroll has the prestige of being to the state semifinals three years. He doesn't think his Ironmen will be cowed or intimidated by that at all. Uh, a lot of intangibles going for this Jackson team. Uh, they just seem to play very well together, have made very few mistakes, only three turnovers all year, amazing, uh, and they seem to just get better every game, and this is, though, their biggest test since they played Ironton in week two. Bloom Carroll won the toss. They deferred. They will be kicking off to the Ironmen. We're going to turn it over to the voice of the Ironmen, Mr. Dan Dobbins. All right, thank you, Dan. It is number 27, Trayton McKee, to kick off for the Bulldogs of Bloom Carroll. Back deep for the Ironmen in the middle. Cade Wolford flanked on the left and the right. Nolan Johnson and Ryan Simon. So the Ironmen in their all red uniforms, white numbers with the white helmets. The Bloom Carroll Blue Bulldogs, white jerseys with the purple fans and white helmets. You can probably hear the crowd in the background. Jackson showed up for this one, didn't they? Huge crowd on hand. Bloom Carroll always travels well. He gets the whistle. This team will feature two very good kickers, Jackson, Ethan Crabtree, and McKee will send it down into the end zone for a touchback. Well, that's efficient because you can kick it in the end zone. Cade Wooford catches it, one of the most explosive players in the state of Ohio, but he can't return it because it crossed the goal line, so the Ironman will start on their 20. All right, that's starting lineup for the Ironman, man. 
Starting lineup will be Hunter Seitz, the junior guard in there. The two guards, the center, I'm sorry, the two guards will be Dylan DeLong and Jeff Thompson. Jacob Allen and Colson Oyer will be the tackles. We'll have three tight ends. Gavin Jones, Drew Wiley, A.J. Graham. They'll rotate in and out. Wide receiver Ryan Simetz, Bodie Wooford, a quarterback. Running back will be Kate Wooford and Nolan Johnson. Unbalanced line for the Airmen. And the handoff goes to Cade Wolford. He picks up five yards running over the left side. Yes, that's Cade Wolford of 33 touchdowns, over 1,400 yards rushing. Huge season going, but boy, did last week a young man get his name throughout all Southeast District Ohio, Nolan Johnson, with a four-touchdown performance in our playoff win over Marietta. Hey, quite a night. Yeah, Ironman, unbalanced line, this time to the right side. High formation for the Ironman. And it's uh, Wolford going right side, and he'll be stuffed after a one, maybe two-yard gain. Not much there yet. The Ironman plug out about six yards in their first two snaps, facing a third and four here on this first possession. Uh, Bodie Wolford runs over near the hash mark. He'll get the call in from... Coach Hall, the, the call will go directly to Charlie Woodard. He's into the lineup. He'll tell Bodie, and here we go. First big third down play of the night. The Ironman shuffling a lot of personnel in on this third down and four. Going and to be a much that, more spread formation. Go ahead, Pete. Right, that last play run right at Jaden Ball, the big 305-pound tackle. He's playing defense tonight. All right. Slot to both sides of the field. Shotgun formation is Bodie. In the, running the pass, he's got the reception. It's Ryan Simons, but he's quickly tackled after a one, maybe two-yard game, short of the first down stick. Had twins over on that side. They ran off with one running back. They threw it short to Ryan, but a good open field tackle brings him down a couple yards short, and Ethan Crabtree will be out there to punt the ball for the Ironmen. It is Jordan Bishop, number 21, back deep to return this punt. He's alone back there as Ethan Crabtree takes the snap. It's off of Boomer, Beauty. and a fair catch is called for at the 24-yard line. He's going to do math, but that might add to that 42, nearly 43-yard per punt average by Ethan Crabtree. A 48-yard punt there by Crabtree. You're certainly right, man, Marl. That went over with perfect spiral. Bulldogs will take over first down and 10 from their own 24-yard line. And their quarterback is... That's a tough one to pronounce if you're right. Uh, it's, play that's, play. That's, that's your job. That's why you're paid the big dollar. All right. It's Ethan Sandsanamon at quarterback as the Bulldogs come out in a tight formation. Quarterback in a shotgun. Sends a man in motion and movement along the line of scrimmage, I think. Yeah, the Bulldogs are going to... Left guard move, and boy, Mike Baker jumped right in across there, and it's going to cost him five years. Mike Baker getting the start at the nose guard position. Ryan Taylor at one down tackle. Bryce Delaney at the other tackle. A.J. Graham, Drew Wiley, the two inside linebackers. Nolan Johnson and Gavin Jones, the outside linebackers. Nolan had the big interception for a touchdown last week. All right, second down and, or first down and 15 after the five-yard penalty. Dan Sanibon in the shotgun formation. The dangerous uh, running back is Dylan Armantrout, number seven. He lines up beside Santana Vaughn. Stevenson goes in motion and a long count and Armantrout with the handoff. He's hit in the backfield and he'll go down. Making that initial hit was Drew Wiley. 
Wiley in there. Also, Tucker Williams and Bodie Wolford, who gets to start at the free safety position, along with Tucker Williams, the other safety. The two uh, cornerbacks will be Cade Wolford and uh, Ryan Simon. All right, second down, 15. No gain on that play. We're just underway in this regional quarterfinal game. Van Thanavon in the shotgun formation. And handoff to Armantrout. Starts right, and that's uh, number 21. Uh, Braden Bishop with the carry. He only gets a couple yards out to the 21-yard line. Row collision, hit of the week, award winner last week. Mike Baker gets him low. Um, Ryan Taylor gets him high, a very small game. They are now facing a long third and 13 here on their first possession. Yeah, from their own 21-yard line as they break the huddle wide outs to both sides. Trips to the left. Empty backfield for Van Sevenholm. Back to pass as it takes a snap. Looking over the middle. And the ball will be incomplete at the 45-yard line. Tucker Williams on the breakup of that pass. And the injured player is down on the field. Good post throw. Right over the middle of the field. The ball got to the receiver's hands. He went up in the air for it. And boy, did number two, Tucker Williams, put a shot on him. He is still down. Pass goes incomplete. And the Ironmen are going to force a punt while their receiver is still on the turf. Jason Crawford immediately out there to tend to him, along with Dr. Kelly Roush and Dr. Stephen Owens. All three got there first and quickly. The Airmen uh, got here to this game by virtue of their 48 or 49-14 victory at home over Marietta Tigers last week and Bloom Carroll defeating Athens 58-14 to advance to the second round. That's how we got here. The upper bracket has uh, London, the number one seed, or, or, or Bishop Watterson, and uh, uh, Armand Trout, the, the back out of the backfield. Right, the running back. Trying to catch that pass over the middle, and big yeah. hit there by Tucker Williams. They're talking to him, but now I think just kind of checking him. He took a shot there, but he is walking off on his own. All right, I think we're ready for play. As we are, just about. The uh, Bulldogs will be in punting formation, standing inside his 10-yard line. Is Traylon or McKee? Just like Crabtree, McKee does does the place kicking and the punting for the Bulldogs. Snap is a good one, but kick is on the way, and the Emory won't let it bounce. It takes oh, a big good. roll oh, for Bill Carroll. That's, that's about 25 extra yards. Uh, make it 35, and down inside the 25-yard line works down by Bloom Carroll at the Ironman 23. Huge turf bounce on that one. Got, got the right spin, and it definitely changes field position. Looks like for a second we might get that near midfield. Pistol. A 56-yard punt there by Mr. McKee. Uh, Good distance in the air, and it was way up there, uh, way up in the sky, so they didn't want to try to catch the ball and then got a really big bounce, about 15 yards, and so the field the position flops, and Jackson will take over between the 23- and 24-yard line. All right. Charlie Woodard slips wide to the left for the airman. Backs in the eye. J.D. Hall showing some different formations in this their second series, and off right over the left side. 
picks up uh, yardage out near the 32-yard line. Both teams have scored a lot of points. As Pete said, both teams have forced running clock situations. That's when you get over a 30-point lead. But you don't get to this week and this game without having pretty good defenses. And so far, both teams flexing their muscle on defense. The uh, Bulldogs of Bloom Carroll won the toss and deferred to the second half. They'll get the ball to start. High formation for the Airmen on second and seven. And here's a pitch to the left side, sweeping in. Down the it came over, 50, down to the 40, 30-yard line, 25, and run out of bounds around the 20-yard line. Beautiful blocking by the left side of that offensive line. Colson Oyer over there getting a great block along with Dylan DeLong. They were able to turn the corner. They put the big man ball there at the tackle, and I saw Cade get outside of him. Once he got outside of him, there was room to rumble down the near sideline. Line of scrimmage will be the 22-yard line of Bloom Carroll. First and 10, Jackson. 7.44 remains in this scoreless first quarter. A 52-yard scamper there by Wolford. And the airmen come to the line of scrimmage. Everybody in tight. Backs are splitting off set, and they go left. And it's uh, Nolan Johnson with the carry, and he dances his way down that sideline, picking up about six yards down to the 17-yard line. Once again, getting around that left side of the line. Nice job there by Nolan. Turned the corner, kind of tight rope the sideline, similar to last week when he had one of those spectacular touchdown runs. Bodie Wolford now, Bodie, I'm sorry, it's Nolan coming to the sideline immediately getting some attention over there as he gets over to the bench holding his left arm. All right, first or second down and five for the area. There's Cade with the carry to the right side. He's uh, he closed quickly. You're right. He had it blocked. It uh, tried to sh- uh, shake it to the right, and he's tackled at the 15-yard line. Yeah, he closed that hole quickly. There looked like for a second he had an opportunity. Nolan now got a little bit tension on the sideline. He appears to be ready to get back in there. It's a high five from Tucker Williams. Off on the move, 7.15 remaining in the first quarter. We have no score here at Alumni Stadium. It's Jackson versus Bloom Carroll. Ironman in the red zone, though, after the long Cade Wolford run here in the second possession of the night for Jackson. All right, unbalanced line for the Ironman. Backs in the eye, and there's a hand off the left side, and Cade puts his head down and gets to the 11-yard line. Maybe they'll have the first down. He does. Cade, uh, yeah, um, Caden Condon over there next to Colson Oyer. Good blocks on that side of the line of scrimmage. Cade puts his head down. They're going to mark him short, it looks like, of the first down. Yeah, uh, nope, the nope, first. Nope, they moved the chains now. Well, just outside the 11-yard line, first down and 10 for the airmen. We all know we could kick a field goal, but very important. It's a game like this. When you get down here, you got to get touchdowns. So important in a contest like this. One place just in, right in the center of the field as the airmen break the huddle. And we've got three tackles next to each other on the right side of the line of scrimmage. Do I see Bodie out here up to the right? And the handoff is, goes back to, or the snap goes back to Cade and did a wildcat formation yeah. and it did not work. And they and ran away from the tackles. They put uh, Condon, Boyer, and Allen together on the white side of the field, ran back to the short side, but Loom Carroll wasn't fooled. Bodie used to line up the only whiteout for the Ironman, and they snapped it back to Katie. But now second and ten after no gain on that play. Andrew Irvin in there, one of the guard positions on this snap. 
into the affirmation with Nolan Johnson the lead back, and it's Cade with the carry. He's down to the 10 and fights his way just past the 10 yard line before he's driven backwards. Jeff Thompson now will report in. Ironman always rotating those interior people there. They've got about eight men deep for that offensive line. That's certainly been a major unit of improvement this whole year from week one till now. My gosh, they've gotten better. Third down and eight ball runs at the 10 yard line. No score here in this game as the Ironman threatening for the first time. First down inside the two. Big play here for the Ironman. Backer split behind that offensive line as Moody takes the snap. Little counter action. Little counter action takes the cave going one way, and everybody focused on Cade and Moody scampers into the end zone for a touchdown. Fabulous job out there. Boy, excellent play action. Fake in the backfield. Moody runs around the left side of the line, and you know what? There wasn't anybody there. That's a little play call by the Ironman. Huge third down and eight play. Jackson strikes first. 5.05 remaining in this first quarter. Here's the extra point of tip by Ethan Crabtree. It's on the way, and it is good. 7 nothing your score. Breaking the action here. Jackson's a little nice stadium. We'll be back as Jackson Iron Football continues on Mix 96. The same people with the same top quality service. That's Auto and Truck Tire Center Incorporated, formerly Best One Tire, located at the same location, State Route 93 south of Jackson. Auto and Truck Tire Center Incorporated carries top quality tires such as Hercules. Also, they have several new programs to satisfy customers. It will be a huge mistake not to call Auto and Truck Tire Center Incorporated. Call 740-286-2290. That's Auto and Truck Tire Center Incorporated, formerly Best One Tire, State Route 93 south, Jackson. Hi, this is Kristen Mershon, the director of the Rye Green Jackson Center. If you are interested in taking college classes towards an associate degree, obtaining a certification in the in-demand jobs that are needed in our workforce, come and talk to me. The Jackson Center is 980 East Main Street, Jackson, Ohio, and my phone is 740-288-0284. I would love to help you through the entire process, financial aid and all. I can do it all. Thanks. Seven nothing your score, five oh five remaining. Here is Ethan Crabtree's kickoff, and he will send this into the end zone about eight yards deep for another touchdown. And his kick was two yards longer than their kick. I don't the kickers and I peaked. Eight plays, seventy seven yards to Jackson Ironman strike first in this regional quarterfinal showdown between two excellent teams. Cade Wolford's 54-yard scamper sets it up, and then Brother Bodie on a third-down play scores from 10 yards out, fooled everybody in the house. Bodie has not run the ball that much this year, but he's obviously capable, and he is struck first to the Ironman Crabtree. Ethan tacks on the extra point. The Ironman leads 7 0 in that 5 0 5 to go. Carol, Broom Carroll takes over at the 20-yard line. Well, they place the ball on the right hash mark as Santana Vaughn. And on the side down to the 15 yard line. Motion by the tight end and it'll play action going to his left. Looking upfield, he's got the reception to Bishop. Bishop has a nine yard, maybe ten yard first down out near the 30 yard line. You know, Blue Carroll last year get all it's all the way ooh, the outstanding tackle ball is still down on the turf. Don't know what it is yet. 
and he appears to be in some pain. Bloom Carroll last year ran the ball literally all the time. This year they have the luxury of having a veteran quarterback in there, and they do pass the ball quite a bit more. There, it, it, there. Is, uh, it is Jared Ball. Jaden Ball. Jaden Ball. He's a 6'5", 305-pound senior, and he's down at the 20-yard line. I think they're going to give, they did give him the first down, so it was a 10-yard completion. Obviously, a young man that's down is thought highly enough to get a full ride from Purdue University. That's a big-time Power 5 conference, and they don't get any bigger in the Big Ten. Whether it's the Big 14, the Big 16, whatever it's going to be. Uh, what it's going to be called, right. right. Still on the field is the medical staff attending to him. Yeah, he's not up yet. I think he is sitting now. He was on his back. He was uh, in that area where that play was. He's playing left tackle. Yep, yep. Probably pass blocking. He's up on his feet, headed to their side. Looks like he's moving okay, a little slowly. Hard to tell what exactly the injury might have been. Charlie Woodard in there getting snaps at the outside linebacker position. Nolan... Johnson, he has some issue with his left hand, and they came out once. They looked at him, got him back in there again. But It's a first down and 10 for Bloom Carroll at their own 30-yard line. The quarterback takes a snap back from the gun and hands off right over the left side, picking up three yards. Lenz Armantrout, the ball carrier. Drew Wiley in there on a tackle along with Tucker Williams. Tucker's been aggressive here in the first few quarters, in the first quarter. Armand Trout, 190 pounds, not a tall kid, but runs very, very hard. You know, i got to appreciate the effort of Tucker Williams. Had big shoes to fall, fill into there for Eli Broerman, and he has done a wonderful job of it. All right, the uh, second down and a long six. Um, Motion out of the tight end from left side to right and wanting to pass, looking, looking. Flushed out of the pocket and hit from behind and he'll go down. Wow. Ball Bryce comes out Delaney. and will be Jackson football. Bryce Delaney would not give up, hits him as he tries to stop, plant, throw the ball. It's loose. It is. No, they're going to give it back. They're going to give it to them, but boy, was Bryce Delaney in there hitting good, too. Certainly looked like one of the Ironmen fell on the football, but it, the big hit is the quarterback, Santanavon, was flushed out of the pocket. I think the ball was loose for a minute, and he falls on it to keep possession, but it's third and eight. All right. Empty, empty backfield for the Bulldogs. Jackson Crown comes alive, and... The quarterback looking over the middle. The ball will be incomplete, or is it caught? Did he trap it? No, they're saying incomplete. Incomplete at the 48-yard line, so to bring up another coming situation for Bloom Carroll. Well covered. They threw it low. The receiver tried to dig it off the turf, couldn't quite do it, and they're going to be forced to punt again. Trenton McKee stands inside his 20-yard line, punted away. Last time he got a 57-yarder. Snap is 
Good one back, and the kick is very short. It'll wobbly end-over-end kick. Yes. It bounces and takes a big Ironman roll, and it'll be down at the Bloom Carroll 41-yard line. He was blessed with that first punt on a 30-yard roll. This one, he gets cursed. It comes backwards, and the Ironman have great field position. Pistol. That goes down to the 9-yard punt. 56 yards the first time, 9 yards the second time, and Jackson, well, actually they're putting the ball on the 40-yard line, so let's call that an 8-yard punt. All right, first and 10 for the Airmen, the Bloom Carroll 40-yard line after that great defensive stand there. What an opportunity here for Jackson offensively. 3.52 to go in the first quarter. Jackson 7-0. Woodard and Simon's out wide to the right for the Airmen. And Coach Tall wants a timeout. Something was wrong with no confusion. They'll take a timeout. The wise thing to do. Timeout on the field. Jackson 7, Bloom Carroll 0. We'll be back right after this. An alarming number of preteens are already drinking alcohol, which makes it urgent to find every opportunity to talk to your kids about the dangers of underage drinking. They really do hear you. For tips on what to say, visit talktheyhearyou.samhsa.gov. That's talktheyhearyou.samhsa.gov. This has been a public service message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, Gallia Jackson makes Adam H. Board, and Jackson County Spark. You're listening to Jackson High School Sports on Mix 96 FM. The Ironmen take over after the short punt by Bloom Carroll at their own, at Bloom Carroll's 40-yard line. Boy, you know, an opportunity here. These are two very good football teams. The big run by Kate Wolford. Pete obviously set up the first touchdown. Now with this punt, can we kind of steal another one and get a big lead in this contest early? Right. The excellent field position definitely opens up the playbook a little bit for Coach Hall. Nolan Johnson is back in the lineup. He lines up as the up back in that I formation. Slot to the left side, the short side of the field. From the 40-yard line of Bloom Carroll. Wolford. In the back to the cage. He breaks through and he's down to the 27 or 33 yard line. Nice gain on that first down carry gets him to the 33 yard line. Runner right behind Dylan DeLong. Hunter sides. Good cut by Kate. He took a shot there. Hit him pretty hard, but he ends up getting a tough seven yards. Just looking, Jaden Ball, who is he's injured, not in on this series defensively. That'll be interesting to see what they. Ironman goes slot to the right side. Eli Ray and Simons out there. And here's Cade bouncing over the right side, and he's down first down and 10. Jackson at the 29-yard line. That time he punished the tacklers and fell forward enough for a first down. Nice job there, Jacob Allen on that side of the line of scrimmage, along with Jeb Thompson. Two runs by Cade, 11 yards, another first down. We're at the 29. Approaching three minutes to go in this first quarter of the Ironman lead, 7 to nothing. Wolford's already, Cade, Wolford has already carried the ball 10 times for 79 yards. The Ironman in the huddle, got to hurry. Nine seconds on the play clock as they break. High up slot to the right side, I formation. Here's Booty. And a fumble on the field, and it's going to be recovered by Bloom Carroll. Wow, just a little confusion in the backfield. The ball's on the turf, and I will give credit. Bloom Carroll got there in a hurry. They scarf it up, and the Ironmen have only, and this is an unbelievable number, only their fourth turnover of the season. This is week 12. In 11 and a half games, only four turnovers, but this one comes at a critical time. 
It'll be 34-yard line, first and 10 for Moon Carroll. If that gives them a, a little new life as the uh, Ironman threatening in, not quite the red zone, but put some nice plays together. Trips to the right side for Bloom Carroll. Santana Vaughn taking snap from the shotgun, looking right, has pressure, dumps off the screen, oh! and it's broken up by the airman. Bodie Wolford had his eyes set on that screen. He breaks it up, got his hand in there, but there for a second I thought he might be able to step in and get the interception. Couldn't quite do it. Beautifully read jo- uh, play by the free safety Bodie Wolford. Just about had a pick six there. Second and ten. Clock stopped at 235. Only seven up, but boy, Jackson defense has been nothing short of spectacular so far in this game. Wide out to both sides of the field for the Bulldogs. And there's a quick catch to the left, and Thomas Trout, hip army, not getting anywhere. He's out to the 37-yard line. Charlie Woodard, A.J. Graham, Drew Wiley get out there, gets a couple yards. It's another third and eight, maybe a third and seven for this Blue Carroll offense. They need to get to the 44-yard line for the first down. There's a move to six, and... Right they now do not they have a first down. Or they have one first down. Have one first down. All right. The one pass play. You're right. Third down and seven. From the left hash mark, Santana will take the snap. Looking. Now he'll be flushed out of the pocket. He'll take off and run, and he'll be stopped short of the first down at the 41-yard line. A.J. Graham gets him first. Drew Wiley brings him down. Nice job by the linebackers. They were in pass coverage. They converted quickly as he tucked and ran and keeps him three yards short of a first down. Jive, the defense has just been outstanding. The key in punting formation. And Ryan Simonson, Cade Wolford go deep for the Ironman. The Ironman, nine men within you know, three yards of the line of scrimmage. Snap is back. It's the punt off. Wobbly punt, and it will be fair caught or caught at the 32-yard line by the Ironman. Good job of Cade catching that one. Takes away the bounce top possibility. Ironman get it back after they turn it over, Pete. A 26-yard punt that time by McKee. Not nearly the distance, but up in the air. Of the fair catch, which Wolford did convert. So Jackson uh, gets away with the, with the, one of their rare turnovers as, they, as the defense gets a three and out, and Jackson will take over again, but this time on their side of the field at the 33-yard line. We have 104 now left in the first quarter. Ironman up 7-0. Here's the pass out to Simonson in the flat to the left side. And quick hitter pass to Simonson. Picked up two yards to the 35-yard line. The Bulldogs quick to converge on Ryan Simonson. Aiden Condit in there at the tackle position again. I'm going a little bigger at times with their offensive line as they can. As, as this is a nice-sized Bloom Carroll defensive front, this is a four-man front. Ironman kind of play a 3-5 type look. This is more of a true 4-4 defense. 
Marietta ran a similar type formation last week. Eli Ray, the lone wide out for the air, but goes to the right. Here is a counter back to the left side to Cade, and it'll be stopped after a two-yard gain, after about the 32 or 37-yard line. Mr. Ball is back in there for Bloom Carroll, was injured there for a little while. Well, they didn't give him the benefit of a very good spot. It's going to be third down and a long six for the airmen. You know, you can tell both defenses are solid. How many third and eights or sevens and eights has there been for both teams at the end of the first? The end of the first quarter, Jackson seven, Boone Carroll zero. We'll be back with second quarter action right after this. Howard Hanna, the McNerlin Network team, is excited for you to meet our newest agent, Dylan McCarroll. Dylan is a veteran and has worked as a correction officer and is ready to serve Southern Ohio with all of their real estate needs. Just call 740-239-1239 to schedule your free consultation today. Remember, call Dylan McCarroll with the McNerland Network team at 740-239-1239. That's 740-239-1239. Nimco Propane is your local propane provider serving all your propane needs. Nimco Propane sets all tank sizes all year round and customer service is their number one priority. Nimco fills all orders in a timely manner and they accept heat vouchers and carry welding supplies. Call the professionals at Nimco Propane today, 740-596-4477 or check them out on Facebook. That's Nimco Propane. Welcome back to Jackson Airman football, ready for second quarter actions. The Jackson Airman lead, 7 to nothing. They're looking at a third down and a long stick at their own 37-yard line. High formation for the Airman. There's a pitch to the right side to Kate, trying to turn the corner. He's out over the 40 to the 41, but he'll be two yards short of the first down. Oh, you know, Coach Hall sitting there going, I'd love to go for it, but I don't think you can do it in a game this big. You're fourth and about three they would need. Yeah, it's a long two, short three. Yep. So the Ironman will go into punting formation. Defense can't be playing much better than they have so far in that first quarter. They ship back to receive the Ironman's punt. Here's a boom, oh, and he sails this that. one all the way high and down to the 13-yard line by Bishop. He's, oh, Bishop was up into there at the 23-yard line. Looked like he had a middle room, and uh, it closed quickly. Pete Wilson, that is a pretty good punt. Another, another good punt. 46 yards for Crabtree this time, but Bishop gets a... See, what are they going to say? Oh, there's a penalty flag down, isn't no, there? No, that was, I think, a mark. Caught it That's at the 13. Caught it. Okay, a 10-yard return by Bishop to the 23-yard line. And so the Bulldogs will take over from there here on their first possession of the second quarter. In that first quarter, Jackson leads 7-0 on the scoreboard and on the total yardage, seven, or 20, 96 net yards to 21 from Bloom Carroll. So put a star by the Jackson defense in that first quarter. All right, Bloom Carroll opens up first and 10 at their own 23-yard line. Fantanum on the quarterback. Trips to the right side. And here's the handoff to Armitrout. Right up the middle, he's dragged down, but crosses the 25. He's out to about the 28-yard line. Ryan Taylor with the tackle, along with Drew Wiley. How many times do we say Drew Wiley the last half of this season? He, he's a senior that just keeps getting better, a nose for the football, as does Ryan Taylor. Good surge by them as they pick up five yards. Didn't look like they got that much. 
Yeah, second and five now. Ball out the 28-yard line. Now they go with the single back. <laughs> Twins to both sides of the field. And here's the handoff. And stood up at the line of scrimmage. Is Armin Trout, and he maybe gets half a yard. Drew Wiley, big hit in there. Has help in there by Xander Irvin. Maybe a half yard. You're right, Dan Dobbin. Dunn will bring up a third down. Long four for the Bulldogs. Let's see what they've got from their own 29 yard line. And quarterback now steps up under center, now backs off. Play clock down to 14. And Vanderbilt takes a straight drop back, looking over the middle, and it's a one-handed catch. That's a 45-yard line. He's tackled the big tight end. is tackled at the Ironman 45-yard line. That was number 85, Michael Stevenson. You don't see much better catch than that. And it's nice to be six foot five. Reaches up with one paw, brings in a high throw, pulls it down in stride, and gets into Jackson territory. Good pass, great catch. And they move the change into the Ironman territory. First time tonight. He's the young man that does have a couple MAC offers already as a junior. <laughs> Quarterback takes a handoff, or gives the handoff to Armand Trout. He spins away back to the right, and will pick up a couple of yards to Nolan, the 43-yard line. Johnson hits him first, and then a number of the Ironmen kind of bring him down after that for a very short gain. A yard and a foot. Armand Trout, of course, uh, I guess uh, he is the antithesis of Cade Wolford on their side of the field that he's had of that caliber. So far, the Ironmen have held him to 15 yards on six carries. Carroll spreads the field, empty backfield. Here's a snap, looking left, and the pass will be caught. It dropped immediately at the 40-yard line. That's Ryan Simons. They're going to give him forward progress down to the 30. Eight. Boy, they gave him a good mark on that good tackle by Ryan Simetz. Came on the open field there to make that tackle. 7 nothing. your score. Jackson with the lead. Their running back last year was a 2,000-yard gainer. Now, granted, they played 15 football games that season. Hasn't got quite as many yards this year, but as you said, Dan, a very good receiver also. Harmon Trotton Bishop in the backfield. on in the shotgun. Takes a snap, hands off, left side, and did not get the first down. He's going to be a yard short. Excellent tackle. Tucker Williams coming from that strong safety position. Boy, it's a fourth down and one. They're going to play for it, they, but... Got a good field goal kicker, but this would be... Probably out of the range. Yeah, when you got fourth and one, you almost have to play. You got a Big Ten recruited tackle on the left side. I think I'd go that direction. Yeah, we'll look to see if they head that way. They got try to draw the Ironman offside. You see tight end standing right behind him. From the shotgun formation, the quarterback hands off and big pile up. It will be a first down at the 34-yard line. 
didn't get it by much, but you know what? It was enough to move the chain. It didn't go over the left side of the tackle ball, but uh, straight up the middle. And they picked up about two yards. 7.44 remains in this second quarter. 7 nothing. Your score, Jackson, with the lead. Well, the 6'5", 225 tight end kind of lines up right behind him on that play. He's in a slot formation, but in tight, and the two of them blocking side by side. Push the line enough. All right, from the Airman 34-yard line. There's the handoff. Oh, this is a reverse. Back to the right side. Being chased. And now he's corralled around the 24-yard line. Going to pick up of about seven yards on that first down carry. And they run a reverse to Jeff Jones, the wide receiver. You know, it's a high-risk play. They executed it pretty nicely there. They did pick up positive yards, but a pretty good job by outside linebacker Gavin Jones to stay with it, getting knocked out of bounds. Well, he's picked up about five and, or five and a half yards. So they second and four. Long four. I'll rest on the right hash mark. Right side of the field is the Bloom Carroll Bulldogs go towards the scoreboard here in Alumni Stadium. Stevenson goes in motion, now sets on the right. And hand that left side. And it's Armitrout with a great tackle by Tucker Williams in open field. That's not Tucker's first or second tackle in this first half. He's having a great first half, great open field tackle. It'll bring up third down and three. They were in this position last last uh, set of downs. They needed two yards, two plays to get it. They got it. Let's see if the Ironman defense can come up big here. All right. Rockwood goes wide to the right. He's the only wide out. Everybody else in tight. Back and handoff goes over the left side to Armin Trout. Fights his way. I don't think he got the first down. It'll bring up fourth down and less than a yard. About an instant replay in the last series. They're going to be fourth and one again. Ball at the 25 yard line. They will play for it. Ball rest right out the 25 yard line. Need to get to the Airmen's 24. 525 remains in the first half. 7 nothing Jackson. Armour Trout and Bishop standing inside the quarterback. Ethan Santana Vaughn. Looking towards the sideline, and I believe Bloom Carroll wants the timeout. 5.05 to go, breaking the action here at Jackson High School. We'll be back right after this timeout. Do you remember being a kid and waking to the smell of bacon frying on the stove? Or the smell of fresh steaks on the grill? Those days are not over. Dave's Custom Butchering in Wellston brings back those childhood memories with some of the best fresh meats available for your family. Smoked bacon, homemade brats, fresh ground beef, and unbelievable steaks are waiting for you at Dave's Custom Butchering. Dave's Custom Butchering, West Broadway Street in Wellston. Call ahead and we'll have your order ready. 740-384-2340. You're listening to the Jackson Iron Men on Mix 96 FM. They play here as we come back to... On fourth down and one, uh, Bloom Carroll taking a timeout to discuss it. On Can't blame them on that. Each team now has two timeouts, 5.05 to go in the first half. It is the Ironman 7, Bloom Carroll 0, but Bloom Carroll knocking on the door after a spectacular catch from their tight end to give them field position. 
They line up on the left hash mark. Dan Panavon takes the snap. He wants to pass. Looking, looking. Has pressure. And he won't go down. It won't be picked off. Oh, and it's caught. Oh, my God. Unbelievable catch deflected into the air. And then in a pick, it is caught by Blue Carroll for apparent first down. Uh, it's going to be really close. They put the football down. It might be inches short. Let's, they're going to have to measure this. We have Bryce Delaney, Xander Irvin, knocking the quarterback almost on his back, and he throws it up for grabs. It's deflected by an ironman into the hands of a Bloom Carroll receiver. They gained about a half yard. Will it be enough? We're going to see in seconds. They're going to measure it. It's going, to be play. it's going to be short by about three or four inches. Jackson takes over on downs on the... What pressure on the quarterback. He threw that lane, you know, falling backwards. He almost was on the turf, throws it up. They almost got a big break on that, but the Ironman defense comes up huge on fourth and one. Yeah. We're surprised, wouldn't you, to go with a pass on that play? Absolutely, yeah. Wow. He did a yard. Yep. <clears throat> So the arming, the shutout continues. They lead seven to nothing. We're down to four fifty-five. He's that, that drive for Bloom Carroll far and away their best. Yeah, they had the ball about ten, twelve plays there. Moved into Jackson territory, close to the red zone. But once again, the Jackson defense comes up with a big play. Lee Wolford hands off. And it's Nolan Johnson getting his number. He's looking for some running room. Looked like there might have been a payback. Here's Nolan Johnson. He refuses to go down. And he picks up about eight yards out to the 33-yard line. That young man ran through multiple tackles to get that eight yards on first down. They had him stopped right at the line of scrimmage. Ran through that. High-stepping knees. Kicking. Fighting. Falls forward for an eight-yard gain. Nearly a nine-yard gain. 4.20 remaining. As Cade Wolford splits wide to the left. 101 out there for Cade. And a little handoff to Nolan. He's in the backfield. He's going to be hit behind the line of scrimmage for a loss. Yeah, they were they had, they were on top of that one. Nolan didn't have a chance on that one. Two of them had him in the backfield. So now we're looking at third and four instead of second and two. Ball back to the 31-yard line. Sure would love to convert this, if anything, to eat up a lot of this second quarter. We're under four minutes to go. We have the 7-0 lead. Remember, Bloom Carroll deferred. They'll get the ball to start that third quarter. All right. Bodie in the shotgun. He'll take a snap and look to pass. He's got pressure. Now looks to run. Takes off. And he will get very close, but will be short of the first down after the 34-yard line. They're going to mark him about two yards short. Yeah, the mark wasn't. Bodie feels pressure, takes it up the middle, almost could reach for a first down, couldn't quite get there. Big decision for Coach Hall was 3.11 to go. Here in the first half of play, he's going to let the time clock, the clock run down a little bit as he's talking this over. Let's see if he wants to use one of those two timeouts that are left. Play clock down, down to 10 seconds. That's exactly what he's going to do. I don't think he wants the five-yard penalty. Gives him a lot of options here, and that's exactly what it does with one second to go. Uh, Usually, a timeout on the field by the airman. We'll be back with more Jackson Airman football after this timeout. 
Celebrating nearly 100 years as a local law firm, Oates, Heiser, Miller, Wagon, and Clagg is a full-service regional law firm serving Southeast Ohio and West Virginia. With four attorneys, Oates, Heiser, Miller, Wagon, and Clagg has vast experience in personal injury, business law, bankruptcy, family law, divorces, and custody disputes, real estate, probate, and estate planning, and more. Call them today at 740-384-2111 or visit them online at www.ohlaw.com. The Jackson Iron Men play here on Mix 96 FM. 247 remains in this first half. Jackson with a 7 0 lead. Looks like Coach Hall has opted to punt here on fourth down and one. Ethan Crabtree on the field. He's had two beautiful punts, and I mean pretty punts. High, spiraling kick. Let's see if, that, if he can do it a third time. All right, back is Bishop. And Crabtree gets the snap. No pressure. Here's the kick. Another, Another very one. high yeah. kick. Fair catch called for at the 19-yard wow. line. What a night putting the football. What did Coach Tressel used to say, Doc? Most important play in football. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. At the 19-yard line, Pete, another great punt. He's in the 40s again, almost into the 50s. A 49-yard punt by Ethan Crabtree. He's gone 48, 46, and 49. How big is that? I mean, to control field position like that, it's huge. Three big plays. They're all punts for the Ironman. Now it's up to the Ironman defense. Uh, old serve on this uh, with 239 remaining in the first half. Boom Carroll does have two timeouts, 81 yards in front of him. Bishop and Armitrout beside the quarterback, Pantanavon, and it's a play action, looking, looking. Now, forced to the right, out of the pocket, and he'll throw it upfield, and it will be incomplete in the Ironman territory at the 47-yard line. You know, and I'll tell you, he had a lot of time back there, but when he rolled to his right, still couldn't find a receiver. A.J. Graham put a little pressure on him, throw a little bit high and wide. Now, the tight end for Bloom Carroll is now on the turf. That stops play. 2.29 remaining. It will be second and 10. Or Bloom Carroll now. Yeah, I've been thinking of another stop here. Both our doctors and Jason Crawford out there immediately. They've had to do that about three or four times tonight already. Jason, welcome back this way. So we don't know what it is, but their trainers are now there. He's still on his back. He had a fabulous catch on that last drive by Bloom Carroll, but, boy, the Ironman came up big on that fourth and one. It was a big play. Now he's up and on to on his feet. He'll walk off. Gingerly. Boom Carroll filled up what we say about three fourths of the visiting stands over there. Pretty huge, good crowd. Huge yeah. Jackson crowd here on hand. And a third, second down and 10. Now facing Bloom Carroll from their own 19 yard line. You think cutting prices a little bit, the OSHAA maybe figured out bigger crowds. You would think make for more money than smaller crowds for, for what they charge. Yeah. yeah. Here's second and ten, looking to the left, and passes complete, and then tackled by Eli Ray after a three-yard game. Nice job by the sophomore cornerback. Comes up, makes the tackle. Little help by the sophomore free safety. That's Eli and Bodie. That was Jeff Jones, the wide receiver. Read that uh, nice uh, reverse in, on their last series, but it's a third down and seven. Or Bloom Carroll. 
Exactly two minutes remaining in the half. Trips go to the right. Carter Cornelius to the left. Airman showing blitz and taking the snap and rolling right, looking upfield. The ball wide open at the 38-yard line, and that'll be a first down out near the 45-yard line. Rolling to his right, kind of flooded that wide side of the field in front of the Bloom Carroll bench, and middleman was wide open, got it to him. We knock him out of bounds, but it is a first down. First and ten, they'll be placing the ball at the right hash mark at the 44-yard line with 1.39 remaining in this first half. The Bulldogs come to the line of scrimmage. Santana Vaughn drop back, looking over the middle, and the reception is made. First and 10 down to the Ironman 37-yard line. Look when they have thrown the post pattern, it's been somewhat successful. That was uh, Brody Fisher uh, with the reception. Pick up, moves the chains down, and the clock running. 128. There's another pass out in the flat, and this one is thrown incomplete. Bishop is the intended receiver once again. They were really fast getting down the field, getting that ball snapped on that play. That throw does stop the clock with 1.22 to go. The line of scrimmage is the Airman 37-yard line. With Bloom Carroll still with two timeouts, that kind of means there's a lot of football left in this second quarter, even though it's 1.22 on the clock. Trips here to the near side of the field. And Santana looking over the middle, and it's a, what a great catch by number two, Jace Rockwood. He reached out, pulled it down with a defender right on him. Once again, tacking between the hash marks. Ryan Simons right on top of him, makes the tackle, but a first down for Bloom Carroll. And they're quickly to the line of scrimmage. First and ten. Going to the left this time, Santana Vaughn looking up middle. The pass is complete at the 14-yard line. Making reception was number five, Cornelius. Quarterback's been extremely accurate on this drive. They're back to the line of scrimmage again. No huddle. Keeping the armor on their heels with less than a minute remaining. But it's first and ten at the ten at the just after. Here's the armor trap with a carry, and he's upended. At the eight-yard line. Big tackle by Bodie Wooford, but it was at the eight-yard line. Now a timeout. Snyder in there for the Ironman on the nose guard position. Timeout has been called by Bloom Carroll. That stops the clock. 44 seconds to go. The Ironman and the Bloom Carroll Bulldogs breaking the action here. We'll be back right after this timeout. Midway Quick Mart of Jackson is a proud sponsor of Jackson Ironman football and your stop whether you need to call a quick timeout or draw up a play for great food. Midway Quick Mart has you and your team covered all season long. Stop in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner and snag one of their all-star menu items including pizza, subs, sandwiches, and more. With cheap gas, quick snacks, and great food, Midway is an easy call for you and your team. Call in orders ahead at 740-288-7777 or stop in today at the corner of Huron and Burlington in Jackson. Go Ironmen! Your home of Jackson Ironmen football is Mix 96 FM. Second quarter action... 7 nothing Jackson. It'll be second and five for Bloom Carroll at the Airman nine-yard line. 
Jackson defense back to the wall once again. They came up big on the last possession. Santana Vaughn from the left hash mark. Works from the gun and looking to pass, looking, dumping it into the end zone. Touchdown, Chase Rockwood. He was open, found a place in that zone and stood about one yard deep and took the reception. And they're a point away from tying it up. Quarterback kind of bought time back there, looked wide, didn't find anybody there, took a step up like he's going to run it. Then he finds a wide open man just inside the goal line. Impressive drive for Bloom Carroll. Opportunity to just tie it up here. The key, the kick on the way. It's good. 39 seconds remaining. We're back to 7-7 as Blue Carroll drives down the field and uh, puts their first points of the game on the board. Well, it has been an exciting first half. We haven't felt this kind of tension for a long time. And like we said, we have to go maybe all the way back to Western Brown to feel this pressure. But this is playoff pressure. This is playoff football this first half. Big plays by both teams. But how well did they throw the ball inside the hashes down the field there? Beautiful, accurate throws. Uh, Half the time, we had good coverage. Some spectacular catches. Yes, beautiful catches were made, and they took advantage of it, and they tied the game up at seven. Pete? Nine plays, 81 yards, eight passes out of those nine plays, and appropriately, the touchdown comes on a pass. Nine yards to number five, uh, Carter Cornelius. Extra point packed on by McKee. That ties it up 7-7. Seven to seven. The Ironman won't have much time, just 39.9 seconds. That's just using, one timeout. That's using the uh, two-minute drill to perfection as uh, they took over with 144 remaining uh, in the game. Now they'll kick off with just 39 seconds to go. It was an aspect Bloom Carroll didn't have last year, the ability to throw the ball with that success. This kickoff will be one yard deep past the goal line, so it comes out to the 20-yard line. Jackson will have that all first and ten. See what Coach Hall wants to do. 80 yards away, under 40 seconds left in this first half. You certainly don't want a turnover at this point. I'm going to say, Kate Wolford has not been in on defense and now not off at this series. Don't know what happened to him. We don't even see him on the sideline at the moment, but Obviously banged up some way, shape, or form. Yeah, we're going to take the snap and let this uh, clock expire, and they're going to head to the locker room. They don't need to run another play, and that's the way we'll end the first half. Jackson scores first. Bloom Carroll with a late first half touchdown to tie it up, and we are 7-7, all tied up. We knew it was going to be a four-quarter game. There is no question that that is what's going to take place tonight. True playoff football atmosphere here at Alumni Stadium. All right, 7-7 your score. Break in the action. Halftime activities will continue as we Jackson Iron, listen to Jackson Ironman football on Mix 96 FM. From the Ohio News Network, this is the Ohio Education Association tonight in high school football. Named 
best sports program in the country by the National Association of State Radio Networks. Tonight in high school football is presented by Bex Hybrids and by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. Now here's your host, Skip Mossick. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to tonight in high school football's halftime report. Lee Cochran has covered high school football for decades here in Ohio, and we'll get his impressions of the playoff brackets moving forward. We'll chat with Lee next on the Ohio News Network. Betting happens as fast as sports, and now every play is faster than ever before. You're on the edge of your seat until the moment when it's all on the line, which is why it's important to pause before you play. Sports are fast. Betting shouldn't be. So remember to set limits, know the risks, and pause before you play. To learn more, visit pausebeforeyouplay.org. I'm Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro, and on behalf of the OEA's 120,000 members, we're proud to bring you tonight's game. Our members are the public school educators who coach your kids on and off the field because we believe in the potential of every student and their right to a high-quality public education, no exceptions. That's why we will continue to speak in one voice to demand the supports and resources our public schools need because public education matters. Looking to add a touch of Jackson County to your home or wardrobe? Head over to Malloway Designs in Boho Finds, your local boutique haven for all things trendy and unique. Look for our mint green door located at 203 Broadway Street, Suite B, in the heart of Jackson. Malloway Designs is the perfect destination for people seeking one-of-a-kind pieces. Open Wednesday through Saturday, Malloway is stocked with hometown apparel and locally crafted goods, specializing in custom tees for all ages. Malloway Designs in Boho Finds. Let them be the light. When your vehicle or semi finds itself stuck on the road, call the rescue team at Angles Garage and Wrecker Service located at 10992 Chillicothe Pike in Jackson. They provide 23 and a half hours of damage-free towing and recovery service. Whether you need roadside service, a tow, or repairs, you can count on their team to get the job done. Angles Garage and Wrecker Service is also an authorized U-Haul dealer. Call Angles Garage and Wrecker Service at 577-3636. Let's hook up. This is tonight in high school football on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Skip Mossick. Welcome back, everyone. Halftime of your game broadcast. We're joined for a few minutes this evening by Lee Cochran, who has covered high school sports here in the Buckeye State for decades. And, you know, Lee, with week one of the playoffs now in the books, I know we've had this conversation in the past about the expanded playoffs. And while it makes more sense in the lower divisions, D1 is a different animal. I mean, we had four one-win teams get in. I know four teams seeded nine through 14 won last week in Division One, but is there a better way you'd like to see how the D1 playoffs are handled? Well, uh, Skip, you must be on my bugging my phone because I've been talking about this for a while. Uh, and and uh, good evening to you as well. But, yeah, I, I think what they could do is even go to 12 and give the top four teams a first-round bye. And that way, everything stays in the same sequence. Early on, I was like, keep it to keep it to eight. And you know, I like I said, I can even go as far as as twelve if necessary. But yes, it's it's not good to have Division One going sixteen. You know, the year before, 
COVID, which was last year. In COVID year, if you remember, anybody that wanted to be in the playoffs could. And there were some teams, there were like 25 teams in some region. They had nice brackets for it and everything. In 2019, the last time they allowed eight teams from each region to go in, I believe there were zero teams with losing records in the playoffs. And I, I understand where Ohio High School is coming from, the Athletic Association is coming from, in that, you know, it's the only sport that they oversee that not everyone gets a chance to postseason. And they looked at that as something to make it better. I, I That's what made football special. You had to earn it. Now, now I, I get some teams have taken advantage of that. You know, they, they've changed your scheduling because, in, especially in Division One, you win a game, you're likely in. So you can make a tougher schedule. But, but yeah, I think the best thing to do would be to go in Division One to go to uh, 12 teams. If they won't go to eight, if they won't go back to eight, go to 12. Give the first four teams a first round bye and then go on. Well, Lee, things really start to get interesting this week moving forward. When you look through these regions in all divisions, are there any that potentially stand out to you as must see here in the next couple of weeks? Oh, I, I think right now that's uh, Division Three, Region 11. That that region is loaded. Uh, we've been pointing to that one from almost day one of the season. I mean, you've got Watterson, uh, London 11 and 0, Granville 11 and 0, heading into tonight. I mean, my goodness, the, you know, Bloom Carroll, the defending region champion. I mean, you've you've got potentially some great regional semifinals if it's like Watterson and either Bloom or Jackson right. and London gets Granville. I mean, that's that's just amazing. And, uh, you know, I, I think uh, uh, Division 5, uh, Region 19 is, is, is a shade underneath. I love Harvest Prep. I love Harvest Prep. And uh, they could be playing uh, Ironton next week in a regional semifinal. So, I mean, there's, there's some uh, – it's just going to get exciting. Well, Lee, my colleague on the Ohio State side, Jim Lachey, has been waving the flag for the MAC Conference over in Western Ohio for decades. How amazing is it to see the continued success by those teams here in the playoffs through the years? And, you know, this year looks to be no different. Oh, yeah, it's, it's no different. And uh, I think when it is different, it's going to be news. But, you know, like, you know, marrying local, I mean, you know, number one seed in Region 28. I mean, uh, it, it's just it's just amazing how that entire area continues to be the best in the state. I mean, you know, uh, you know, I've read stories, you know, there's been USA Today did a story on, on it. You know, it's just, it's just something amazing. And it's, it continues. Most, most things are, you know, are cyclical and, this isn't. This is just good football all the time. He's covered high school sports here in Ohio for decades. Lee Cochran, we love talking high school football with you. Thanks, as always, for your time, okay? Pleasure's mine, Skip. And as we get you set for the second half of your game, we'll be back to wrap up this week's edition of the Ohio Education Association Tonight in High School Football, presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling, next on the Ohio News Network. Bex recognizes this week's player with heart, Regina Rye from Aiken High School, for her commitment and passion on the field and within the farming community. I love playing sport, especially like being with like people. It just feels so different. It's just so fun. I just love to be with my uh, teammates. Regina plays two sports in the fall, both cross country and soccer. She brought her passion for sports with her from her home country, Nepal. 
and she's also enjoyed her time in FFA. It was so cool that like students who came from like different schools. I think in agriculture, it's just all about like learning new things and meeting new people. She learned about the importance of farming from her grandmother back home. She loved gardening, she loved growing like vegetables, and she loved planting flowers. So it was her who inspired me to be in involved in agriculture. At Bex, we are and will remain farmers at heart. Does your bank have rewards? At Jackson County Banking Center, we have accounts that earn rewards points. Points can be saved and redeemed for things you want. I'm saving my points for an epic cross-country road trip. I'm saving my points to take my son to his first baseball game. I'm saving my points to pay for my daughter's wedding dress. What will you save your points for? Visit bcnbfamily.bank to learn more. Jackson County Banking Center. Member FDIC. Broadcasting from the Tri-City Theater Studios at the... Our thanks once again to Lee Cochran for joining us this evening. This is our final show of the season, so thank you for tuning in throughout the fall and to all of our great affiliates all across the great state of Ohio. Enjoy the second half of your ball game. I'm Skip Mossick on the Ohio News Network. This has been the Ohio Education Association tonight in high school football. Presented by Bex Hybrids and by Ohio for Responsible Gambling from the Ohio News Network. You're listening to the home of the Ironman. Mix 96, WKOV-FM Oak Hill, a Jackson County broadcasting station. Excitement up on the hill tonight at Alumni Stadium. Playoff football, two outstanding football teams, and the scoreboard shows it. We're halfway through, and the score stands at 7-7. Seven to seven. We've been being entertained by the Bloom Carroll Marching Band. Very precise marching band. Very good band. I would give them a, you know, a very good grade of what little I know about band. But uh, not quite as exciting as the Jackson Marching Band, who is taking the field right now, and we'll see what the band does to entertain this big crowd on hand. But Pete Wilson, we have quite a football game on our hands. We do. Uh, a tale of two quarters. Ironman got the best of it in the first quarter when they took a 7-0 lead. Many defensive stops against Bloom Carroll stymied that high-powered offense, only one first down, while Jackson got four. But in the second quarter, it flopped. Uh, Bloom Carroll got the offense going, and it was quick passing that led them down the field to the tying touchdown very late in the first quarter. That made it a 7-7 ball game. Jackson did not get a first down in the second quarter. Part of the reason, besides the Bloom Carroll defense, is that Bloom Carroll hogged the ball. Time of possession, huge those last two drives. Right, a couple of possessions. One of them ends up in the touchdown. Uh, but uh, as we look at the stats uh, in the first uh, in the first half, eight first downs for Bloom Carroll, seven of them in the second quarter. Jackson, four first downs, all of them in the first quarter. Uh, Bloom Carroll, 30 plays to Jackson's 22. The Ironmen go for uh, 104 yards on 20 carries, mainly a run, mainly running, uh, only four yards passing, but they only threw uh, four times, or rather twice, rather. So Jackson with 108 yards, they had 100, they had uh, 96 yards in the first quarter, so 12 net yards in the second quarter for the Ironmen. For Boone Carroll, on the other hand, uh, Jackson has done a great job, honestly, a great job. Uh, slowing down this running game and Dylan Arbentrop, 37 net yards on 15 carries 
for Bloom Carroll. That's uh, about two and a half yards per carry, but 114 yards passing now to give Bloom Carroll a total of 151 yards here at halftime. They had 21 net yards at the end of the first half, so they have 130 of their 151 yards in the second quarter. So, you know, Coach Hall and his uh, coaches, his defensive staff, figured up how to slow down this Bloom Carroll offense. Who got it going in the air. Uh, Jackson has only thrown the ball twice. It was two short completions for a total of four yards with them. The Ryan Simons, uh, the Bloom Carroll in the air are 10 out of 15 for 151 yards. And in that uh, big drive where they drove 81 yards for a touchdown, I believe their completions were uh, seven out of eight. Just outstanding. Some very good catches in there, and they all just weren't dinks either. Some very good uh, passing and receiving on both ends there of the of Bloom uh, Carroll. Uh, they were. Uh, each team punted three times. Uh, Ethan Crabtree three punts through 146 yards. That is a 48. That is a 48.3 yard average for him. Uh, Ethan, rather McKee, McKee for uh, it's uh, Clayton McKee. I want to say he's first in there. He's punted three times for 90 yards. He's had a couple of short ones, but he also had a very long one too of 56. Jackson had one fumble that was a big one. They lost it uh, when they were uh, at the 29-yard line in Bloom Carroll with an opportunity to maybe take a two-touchdown lead. Jackson was able to stop Bloom Carroll in the ensuing Bloom Carroll possession, but still a lost opportunity for the Ironmen. Uh, Bloom Carroll put the ball on the field once uh, when the quarterback got sacked, but they were able to recover, so that's the only turnover in the game. Jackson had no penalties, and Bloom Carroll's only had one for five yards, so pretty much a penalty-free game between these two championship-caliber teams. Cade Wolford, uh, you know, we're wondering about him. He didn't play a couple of the possessions towards the end of the first half, but he is Jackson's leading rusher and leading offensive uh, player. 11 carries for 85 yards. Uh, Nolan Johnson, three carries for 12 yards. Bodie Wilbur carried the ball one time, but he scored Jackson's one touchdown on a 10-yard run. For Bloom Carroll, Dylan Armantrot held the 27 yards on 10 carries by the Jackson defense. Braden Bishop who runs a lot of counters for him, two carries through only three yards. But once again in the air, 10 out of 15 through 114 yards to four different receivers for the Bloom Carroll Bulldogs. And that's where we stand here at the half, 7-7. Seven seven. Bloom Carroll will get the ball to start the second half. Nice job on stats, Pete Wilson. One thing jumps to my mind. I think this is so important, and Coach Hall and I talked about it this week. This year you fight all year long to get your seed in the region. We fought hard to get that number four seed. That gives you home field advantage. Listen to this stat. This is the 12th time that Jackson has played at home in the playoffs. They are 9-2 and two when that takes place. We are 13-17 and 17 in the history of the playoffs. So see the difference when you do get a home field. And another fact, we have five straight home field wins going. Certainly would love to make number six here, but it is going to be a challenge against this Bloom Carroll team who kind of took away momentum in the second quarter, played an outstanding second quarter. But there was the last two drives, and we took away their running attacks. So what they do? They went to the air and had some success. Right, and, uh, you know, as uh, both you and Danny pointed out, for the most part, not bad pass coverage by the Ironmen at all. Just well executed by the quarterback and the receivers. They made some catches in traffic and uh, – 
drove the ball down the field there when they really needed a touchdown bad to try to tie things up. Yeah, the one-handed catch by the 6-5 tight end set up that first score, and that was a thing of beauty. It certainly was. Uh, that kind of got them going because they just didn't have much luck at all, even in the passing game. I believe uh, the quarterback started out 1 of 4, and right now he's 10 of 15. So uh, that tells you right there, uh, 9 of 11 uh, after he starts. Pete, you were kind of scanning for some scores, but the one that's the most important to Jackson right now would be the Watterson Miami Trace score, and it sure looks like the winner of tonight's game is going to face, at least out of this moment, Watterson, who is up big on Miami Trace. Right, we're looking at that score right now. It was 30 to nothing earlier. Let's see if that score is holding up right now. It is 37 to nothing now. Watterson over Miami Trace in the second quarter. And, of course, Miami Trace, uh, runner-ups in the Frontier Athletic Conference and uh, not having much luck at all against Bishop Watterson. Remember, Watterson eliminated the Ironman in the semifinals last year. I remember this very well. They were a junior-dominated team. Junior-dominated team. They were number one in the region all year long. Even with the loss, they lost on a long field goal to DeSales. You know what kind of rivalry that is. But, boy, the DeSales, Watterson, some of those people, London in our region, uh, just tremendous football teams. Our region is very strong. It certainly is. Uh, London, who was the number two seed, uh, playing uh, Bell Fountain. I don't see a score on that here on our score stream, uh, but we'll try to get you that score if we can. Two outstanding teams there. London just uh, rolled over people this year, and Bell Fountain, of course, has uh, the Ohio State recruit quarterback, who's considered one of the top one of the top recruits in the state in, uh, in, in his class. You know, Bell Fountain also got beat soundly by London earlier in the year. They're in the same league, so it's a rematch type game, but boy, London very strong. They are a pretty much run on type football team. Yes, they are, and uh, uh, Tavion St. Clair, I believe that's his name, he uh, he was recruited all over the nation, and the Buckeyes will, will have him, and uh, who knows, maybe uh, if we can get out of this game, we'll see him along the way. We were able to, uh, week, two weeks ago to interview head coach Matt Walburn for girls basketball. This week, girls have started practice for girls basketball. The boys basketball program under head coach Max Morrow starts with their first practice tomorrow morning. Big event coming up for basketball. That is the basketball page. They sell raffle tickets. They are $100 each. This is the number one fundraiser. We had both coaches talking about, about that. If you would like to support the basketball program and buy a base ticket, it certainly helps things, and it is fun because the winner could walk out of that base, the basketball base, $5,000 richer. So look for any basketball player or anybody associated with basketball in any way, shape, or form, and if you don't know who that might be, get hold of myself. We are selling those tickets, and that bash will be a week from Sunday, a big, big event. Right, and uh, basketball practice on the boys' side starting tomorrow, and so we're kind of in, in, we're, yes, we're kind of in transition, but right now the Ironmen still playing football out there and hoping to continue through another week, and uh, we've got a honey here of 7-7 seven to seven games against, and remember, uh, tip your hat to both defenses, both of these teams averaging over 40 points a game. No doubt. We're going to take a last time out before the third quarter begins. It is the Jackson Ironmen and the Bloom Carroll Bulldogs tied at 7-all. We'll be back in two minutes. Come and get it! The Happenings Bistro is located at 1130 Pennsylvania Avenue in Wellston and prides itself on providing a wide variety of home-cooked dishes. 
They're open Monday through Saturday, 11 to 8.30, and Sunday, 11 to 7, for both dine-in and takeout. Stop by or call 740-855-4445 to find out what the daily special is today. That's 740-855-4445. The Happenings Bistro, providing comfort food with local flair. Rent on is way to do it. Come on in, there's nothing to it. Brand new look the easy way. Rent on can do it today. Your family's gonna love you for it. It's time to rent to own. The Lewis and Gillum Funeral Home has been serving the Jackson and Oak Hill areas for many years. Starting in Oak Hill in 1941 as the Keener Lewis Funeral Home and expanding into Jackson in 1984 and becoming the Lewis and Gillum Funeral Home in 2012. Throughout the years, we've been a funeral home that believes each family gets the same level of attention and care they deserve during difficult times. Lewis and Gillum Funeral Home, 202 West Maple Avenue in Oak Hill and 28 Harding Avenue in Jackson. Lewis Gillum Funeral Home, Director David Gillum. Hey, all you Ironman football fans, we're back with the Gillum Insurance Player of the Game. Tune in each and every week to 96.7 and listen to Dan and Dan give their Player of the Game picks brought to you by Gillum Insurance. And also make sure you stop by and see us at our new location, which is located at 228 Broadway Street in Jackson, Ohio. So stop by or give us a call at 740-395-0357. Make sure you're covered. See you. You're listening to Football Friday Nights on Mix 96 FM. Back here at Jackson High School, second half action about to unfold. The Ironman will be kicking off to the Bloom Carroll Bulldogs, who tied this up with less than a minute remaining in the second quarter, and we're 7-7. As Ethan Crabtree gets set to kick it off, for the second time tonight. Pete Wilson had it down pat. Jackson, outstanding first quarter. Bloom Carroll, outstanding second quarter. Especially those last two drives basically ate up the whole second quarter. So here we go, folks. Two quarters left to decide who moves on and is probably going to face Bishop Watterson in the regional championship game. Back to you. Semi-final game, sorry. Eight for the uh, Bulldogs. Number two, Dace Rockwood. And number 21, Roden Bishop. Referee hands uh, Ethan Crabtree the football. The crowd on hand here, week number 12. The high school football season and the Ironman hoping it will not be their first last half of football this season. Absolutely. FYI, for those wondering, we do not see Cade Wolford on the sideline at the moment. Crabtree's kickoff will be taken at the one-yard line. High kick, but got got it uh, up in the air and then taken at the one-yard line and returning it 20 yards out to the 21-yard line is number two, Jace Rockwood. Good coverage there. Eli Davis kind of wraps him up with the help of multiple other Jackson Ironmen. That's good kickoff coverage. If you don't kick it in the end zone, kick it to the one and tackle them on the 21. All right. Bulldogs will take over first. Their first possession of this half. They're led by Ethan Santanavon at quarterback. 
A spectacular second quarter. A couple of great catches to keep drives alive. And all the Bulldogs uh, are tied with the Airmen 7-7. But here's the first scrimmage play. And uh, starts right, goes left, nothing doing for the Ironman. As number seven, Armantrout is buried at the line of scrimmage. Sander Irvin, along with Drew Wiley, wrapping up. Looked like a good hole at the point of attack, and boy, closed quickly as both our inside linebackers wrap him up and bring him down. Got a half a yard gain on the play, second and nine. Rockwood goes wide to the right, two others that way also. And he is to the left. He scored the touchdown. Ironman creeping towards that line of scrimmage. Here's the pass. Lots of pressure. And the ball is caught. Great catch by Rockwood. In traffic once again. He picks up 15 yards and a first down to the 36. Surrounded by red jerseys, but they thread the needle there once again. That pass just seems like an instant play on all their completions between the hashes, post patterns. Quickly to the line of scrimmage as if they're going to want to run a play, but now they go back to huddle. Jackson has a couple different looks. Cade Wolford not out on the field defensively. Neither is Nolan Johnson. Charlie Woodard has replaced him. Eli Ray at one corner and uh, Ryan Simetz at the other corner for the Ironman. First and 10 at their own 36-yard line. Here comes the pressure by the Ironman. Quarterback steps out of it, throws it upfield, and it's no good. Incomplete at the Ironman 42-yard line. It's pinned for number five, Cornelius. There was Eli Ray for the Airmen. Good coverage by Eli. Throw a little bit short and low. They tried to dig it out. Couldn't do it. Goes incomplete. Second and ten. Nolan Johnson is on the field. Was getting attended to by Dr. Kelly Roush a little bit a few minutes ago. We, unless we're missing him, don't see Cade Wolford. All right, they break the huddle on second and ten. Empty backfield for the Bulldogs. Ironman creeping up to the line of scrimmage. Here comes the quick and the pass is intercepted and it's dropped. Eli Ray had it in his hands at the 44-yard line, and then he he's very mad at himself. He dropped that one. It kind of went through the hands of one of our defenders on the line. I don't know. I don't think it was deflected, but it did get to Eli. He couldn't quite hold on to it. He was in good in coverage. Just didn't make catch, but third and ten, though. Big play here from their own 36-yard line. Boy, Bloom Carroll decided they have to throw the ball to beat this Jackson team, I think. That's what it's looked like. Lock to the left side. From the 36-yard line, third and ten. Santana Vaughn looking, looking. That's time. Now deep over the middle, and this one will be picked off. Simon passes up to 43. He's out to 50. He's down the sideline, still on his feet at the 34-yard line. Quarterback had a lot of time, threw it over there when he flooded the zone. Ryan Simetz, and I'll repeat, big play, Ryan Simetz. Comes up with a big-time interception. Good return, gives the Ironman a short field at the 34. Uh, their turn, their turnovers are equal now in this game, right? It is, one and one. All right, first and ten, the Ironman at the... Bulldog 34-yard line. Tucker Williams will be in there with Nolan Johnson in the backfield for the Ironmen. Bodie Wofford bringing the play to the huddle. They work from the left hash mark going away from the scoreboard. See if this Ironman team can take advantage of another short field. 
Wolfram Wilson in, in the shotgun. Sends Nolan Johnson in motion. He gets the call. Cuts it back to the outside. And picked up about three. Another 31 yard line. Jet sweep with Johnson in the slot. He gets it. Turns the corner a little bit. Gets it. You're right. Down to the 31. Five minutes. AJ Graham will report into the huddle. Ironman's first possession of this second half after the turnover by Bloom Carroll. 9.43 remaining in this third quarter. Scores tied at seven. Everybody in tight for the Ironman. And here's the handoff to Johnson. He starts left. And nothing there. Cuts it back to the right. Still on his feet. Fighting. And gets down to the 26-yard line. Will bring up third down and two. Good cut there. Left side of the offensive line. Gave him a little room. He falls forward. Third and two. Two down territory if we need it. Moody comes to the sideline to get the play from Coach Hall. Wolford uh, brings his team to the line of scrimmage. Simons, the wing to the right, split out. And hand off to Tucker Williams. Williams has, I think he has the first down, down to the 24-yard line. The one official, the line judge on the far side, giving him a pretty good spot. Let's see where they lay it down. Looks like a first down. They're moving the chain. Three, wide hat, moves his hand forward. First and 10, Jackson. All will rest between the 24 and 23-yard line. Ironman trying to sniff the red zone just outside of it as we speak. Another first and 10. Drew Wiley will report to the huddle. He'll be one of the tight ends. New set of downs for the Ironman. They break the huddle. Ball on the left hash mark. As they quickly come to the line of scrimmage, unbalanced line, right side, and off to Tucker Williams' left. Tucker puts his head down. Not much there, but picks up maybe two yards around the left side. 8.15 now, though, in this third quarter. Gain of about a yard and a half. We'll say the Ironmen have mainly run the football for their yardage in this game, but it has not been easy against this four-man front of Bloom Carroll. Second and long here, second and nine yards. Definitely four down territory if you need them. There's a little play action by Wolford looking. Down into the end zone, it's incomplete. Simus was the intended receiver. Kind of got held up around the 10-yard line, and that ball will fall incomplete into the end zone. It is stop-and-go pattern over there that has produced a number of touchdowns for the Ironman, but Ryan kind of got then bumped into the cornerback, got slowed up, throw for the corner of the end zone, incomplete. That's an incomplete pass. Now it's third down and nine. Stays at fourth and long, certainly in range for a field goal. Number four is kicking him into the net down here on the sideline as we speak. High formation. Here's a pitch to the eye back. Coming right. And going to lose yardage. That's wow. a loss back to the third or the uh, 27-yard line. That That is a little bit painful. That loss makes this a little bit longer attempt, but I think the Ironman would have to give it a try. That's what they're going to line up to do. 
It'll be, let's see, the line of scrimmage is the 27th. Gave him yeah. a little bit of forward motion there to get us up there. So, so. it's going to be about a 45-yard field goal from the right hash mark. Mark it to 44. 44, and we know he has that range. Kicked a 46 one earlier in the year. For the lead, C.J. Crabtree holds. Evan Jones will snap. Kick on the way, lost the leg, and he's got it. 46-yard field goal by Ethan Crabtree. Moves the arm in front. 10-7 is your score, and a break in the action. We'll be back right after this timeout. The same people with the same top quality service. That's Auto and Truck Tire Center Incorporated, formerly Best One Tire, located at the same location, State Route 93 south of Jackson. Auto and Truck Tire Center Incorporated carries top quality tires such as Hercules. Also, they have several new programs to satisfy customers. It will be a huge mistake not to call Auto and Truck Tire Center Incorporated. Call 740-286-2290. That's Auto and Truck Tire Center Incorporated, formerly Best One Tire, State Route 93 south, Jackson. Midway Quick Mart of Jackson is a proud sponsor of Jackson Ironman Football and your stop whether you need to call a quick timeout or draw up a play for great food. Midway Quick Mart has you and your team covered all season long. Stop in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner and snag one of their all-star menu items including pizza, subs, sandwiches, and more. With cheap gas, quick snacks, and great food, Midway is an easy call for you and your team. Call in orders ahead at 740-288-7777 or stop in today at the corner of Huron and Burlington in Jackson. Go Ironman! Jackson takes the lead on Ethan Crabtree's field goal, and now Crabtree will kick it off, and they'll send this one deep into the end zone for a touchback, and Pete Wilson, the Ironman, gets the lead back. Right, they capitalize on Ryan Simon's interception and return. They don't get the touchdown, but they do get the go-ahead field goal that Ethan Crabtree boosts a 44-yard field goal to give the Ironman a 10-7 lead, and uh, tell you what, Looked like to me it was down the middle with some room to spare. I think he had plenty of room to spare. The Bulldogs down by a touchdown or by a field goal will take over first down and ten at their twenty yard line. Six minutes and fifty two seconds remain in this third quarter. Luke Carroll will spread the field to both sides, slot to the left. And Thanon takes the here's the pitch to the short side of the field. It's Armantrout stiff arming at the 27. Run out of bounds. Probably their best run of the night. Most everything for them has been passing, but they pick up about six yards on first down. FYI, uh, Cade Wolfer will not play the remainder of the game. He has been injured. Don't know to the extent of it, but the Ironman will be without Frontier Athletic Player of the Year, one of the great Jackson Ironman football players of all time, Cade Wolford. That's a tough task to have to take on. Certainly is. Now they're looking at the Carroll Bulldogs looking at a second and four from the 26. And the handoff straight up the middle to Armantrout. He's got a little bit of wiggle and has the first down as he hits the 32-yard line. We'll also say that uh, Nolan Johnson not playing on defense now. I think he's going to become a workhorse offensively, but Charlie Woodard stepping in nicely for Nolan Johnson at the outside linebacker position. That's uh, first and ten for the Bulldogs, moving the ball out to the 31-yard line. 30 to go. Jackson leads this game 10 to 7. Which 
And Panavon in the shotgun. Been there all night long. Here's a snapback rolling to his right. Throwing it upfield. The ball is thrown out of bounds. Good coverage on the far side of the field by Simons on the intended receiver. And I think he maybe threw that one away. I'll tell you what, I think he did because we had good coverage. Bodie had the deep receiver covered well. Simons had the outcut covered. Tucker Williams actually stepped up and covered the tight end. There wasn't much there. Second and ten. Stop the clock. You know, think about it. They have had very little success throwing outside the hash marks. All their passing success has come inside the hash marks. Post pattern. Yes. All right. Second and ten. And Panamon hands off and hit. In the backfield, but getting back to about the 32, maybe 33-yard line. Drew Wiley. That was Big Bo time. Butcher, the ball, or Bo Sherman, the ball carrier, and that's only a gain of two. Make a third down and eight. Drew Wiley, we've said his name a whole bunch tonight. Big time tackle there, a two-yard gain, third and eight. Ironman hanging on to a three-point lead. These teams averaging 40 plus points per game. They have a tight one possession score. Here's looking over the middle. Ball deflected out the hands, and then the quarterback catches his own pass. But it'll bring up fourth down and eight. Ryan Taylor coming from his down tackle position gets his the hand deflected as the quarterback was going to throw it. It bounces up in the air. Quarterback catches it, but a tackle for a loss. It gets back maybe the line of scrimmage, but the defense up strong again. And McKee will go into punting formation. Simon alone back for the airman. He stands at his 40-yard line. Snap is back and for a good kick. Really high kick. Simon's calls for the fair catch at his 29-yard line. So the Ironman defense does their job, and now it's up to the Ironman offense. First and 10 with 4.37 remaining in the third. Pete? Okay, looks like they're going to put the ball down at the leave on the 29-yard line, so that is a 38-yard punt there by McKee this time. Had a lot of height on that Kickoff of two touchbacks by Ethan Crabtree, a 44-yard field goal, three beautiful punts. Our kicker's having a pretty good game. Let's hope we don't need him too much more. All right, first and 10 for the airman. They go to the full house formation. And Wolford hands off, going out to the method. 30-yard line, not much to go. Nolan Johnson is the third back through the hole, the first two lead block. But I tell you, this has been a tough front to run against, and they do a nice job of holding Nolan to maybe a one-yard gain. Less than a yard, and it brings up second and long. Oil here on the near side of the field. And Simon checks in with the play. But the order is quickly moving, and... We're down to about four minutes. Backs are split. Yeah, that offensive line. Over a little play action. Keeper spins out of one tackle and then hey, wrapped up long enough to let him dive forward to back to about the line of scrimmage. That was our touchdown call that worked in the first quarter. That time, cornerback not fooled. He stays home and is able to wrap up Bodie. Ironman looking at a third and long situation. 
Then seven, your score. Jackson with the lead. Two outstanding teams offensively. As Pete said, each average is over 40 points a game. I know the Ironmen are right at 43. And we are in a 10-7 to game, three minutes to go in the third quarter. And the Ironmen looking at third and nine. Empty backfield for Jackson. And here's Wolford throwing upfield. It's caught by Williams. Tucker's trying to spin it on the tackler. And forward progress will only get him to the 34-yard line. And it'll bring up fourth down and five. Good pass, good catch, but actually very good coverage. They make an open field tackle, and the Ironman will bring the punt team out. Can Ethan keep those punts going? My gosh, he's been lethal tonight. Fourth down and five for the Ironman. Crabtree will punt it deep. Back is uh, Broden Bishop. Crabtree, another good boot. High and they'll let it bounce. Takes a bounce and goes out of bounds inside the 30-yard line. Mark of the 28. Let's give a little props to uh, Gavin Jones. Good snaps all night long to Ethan also. How about all year long? All year long is right. Not, I don't remember a bad snap. I don't recall. Extra point or punt, Pete Wilson. A 38-yard punt by Crabtree. No return, and uh, Bloom Carroll will get another chance. They'll start from their 28-yard line. We're down to 219 to go in the, in the quarter. The Crabtree field goal holding up so far, 10-7 Jackson. All right. From their own 28-yard line, first to 10 for Bloom Carroll. And snap back, a little play action. Forced out of the pocket, looking upfield, and he dumps it off at the 45-yard line. Did he make the catch? They're going to rule he did at the 44, and that's a first and 10. Boy, he had acrobatic effort there to get his feet in bounds right in front of Bloom Carroll's bench, but he's able to and move it out to the 44 and another first. Pete, that's a great pass and catch. It is. as He was caught it as he was rolling out of bounds there. Very nice catch. 16 yards. Off the clock at 2-11. And a new first down for Bloom Carroll. Trips to the left, and again, we want to pass, and the pass is caught, and Eli Ray, after the catch, only allows a yard by Bishop, but uh, a big eight and three. Almost like a pick play there, too, as the other inside receiver tried to block Eli. He fought off that block, came up, made an open field tackle after it made it only a three-yard gain. From the uh, 47-yard line, it's second and seven. Locked down to 140, remaining in this third quarter. Jackson with the three-point lead. Rockwood wide to the right side. Here come the Ironman, and the handoff is to Armitrout. He's hit and then driven backwards. The Ironman had him wrapped up pretty good, and that was uh, Delaney slowing down and yes. the pursuit to catch up. Xander Irvin, Ryan Taylor in there. They hit him, wrap him up. Third down, and it's long enough. Third and six. Right near midfield. See if the Ironman defense, as they have done this whole game, can up, come up with another big play. From the 48-yard line. Trips to the right. 
Quarterback rolls right. Pressure from Toback screen, and it will be caught behind or at the 48, and then Armantrout goes forward and has the first down at the Airman 44-yard line. Second big-time screen they tried. The first one, Bodie Wolford blew up that time. Execution a little better. They make the catch and get just enough yards to move the down markers again. A market at the Airman 45. Down inside a minute. Hawk is running. That's what remains here in the third quarter. So new set of downs for the Bulldogs. Santana on. There's a man in motion and a little before the snap. That'll cost him five yards. Been a very penalty-free type game, Pete. Only uh, the second five-yard penalty against Bloom Carroll. Jackson has not been penalized at all. That's a five-yard. Moves the ball back to midfield. You know, it's a well-officiated game when you really don't even know they're out there. And I, I feel that way in this one. Good crew. And that will uh, look like the... Both teams will let this uh, third quarter clock expired. We'll head to the fourth quarter. Jackson leading 10 to 7. We'll be back. You're listening to Jackson Ironman Football on Mission 96 FM. Does your bank have rewards? At Jackson County Banking Center, we have accounts that earn rewards points. Points can be saved and redeemed for things you want. I'm saving my points for an epic cross country road trip. I'm saving my points to take my son to his first baseball game. I'm saving my points to pay for my daughter's wedding dress. What will you save your points for? Visit bcnbfamily.bank to learn more. Jackson County Banking Center, member FDIC. Happy fall and happy football season. Professional football became a fall favorite when it was introduced in 1920. That's 19 years after Ohio Mutual Insurance Group began keeping the promises that secure dreams. Stop in and see us at Lockhart Insurance Agency to learn more about Ohio Mutual. We can help you select the right coverage for your needs. Give us a call at 740-384-2020. If you want to protect your auto, home, farm, or business, you want Ohio Mutual on your team. Welcome back to Jackson Ironman Football. Dan Dobbins, Pete Wilson, and Dan Mar. Fourth quarter action, Jackson leads 10-7. There's a first and 15 for Bloom Carroll at midfield. Snake to Armantrout, looking up the sideline, and he throws that one away along his own sideline. Well, he's dancing around back there. Finally, Ryan Taylor in his face and forces him to throw that one over to the out-of-bounds. Well, good coverage, obviously, because Armantrout kept looking, kept looking, kept looking for someone, couldn't find anybody, and uh, had to basically throw it away there. You know, they have some passing yards, Pete, but overall, most of the time, Ironman have been right there. 14 out of 24 for 154 yards for Bloom Carroll in the air. They run them, they pass them, catch it pretty well. All right, second and 15. And Santanavon from midfield. They'll hand off their fake damn drop and try to hit. Looks like that was the wide receiver Jones cutting in on a right over the middle and it's incomplete. Brings up third down and 15. Quick slant thrown just a little behind him. Jones got fingertips on it but could not pull it in. Third and 15. Big play for the Ironman defense here. Folks, if you're not here, can you hear the crowd? This crowd for Jackson is making some noise. 
from midfield. Trips to the right for Blue Carroll. Quarterback drops back, looking over the middle, looking, and he throws it. It's incomplete at the midfield strike. Kind of set up on a delay cut all the way across the field. Receiver could have caught it. Looks like we had very good coverage. He wasn't going to make a first down, but it now is fourth down right at the 50-yard line, and they'll be forced to punt. McKee will drop back, standing around his own 35-yard line. I was back. Am I allowed to wish for one of those nine-yard punts again? There we go. Okay. Oh, he fumbles it. And gets it away. Oh. And it's a very low kick, and it takes a big Bloom Carroll roll inside the 20-yard line. He dropped the snap. It was a good one. Came right back yep. to his belly, but he dropped the football. Yep. He made a pretty nice play there just to get that one off. Then he got the turf roll down to the 17-yard line. It'll be Jackson football. Pete Wilson, the defense, how good have they been tonight? They've been outstanding, uh, keeping uh, keeping the Ironmen not only in the game, but right now, of course, leading by three. They need to try to make something happen to at least swap the field here. Bloom, Bloom Carroll, uh, i tell you what, they've got the passing game going. They are a threat when they have the ball. Under 12 minutes to go in this season. It's a shame one of these teams will have to... Be finished. Water looking to pass, and it's thrown out to the right side, and Simon's the intended receiver around the 40-yard line, and it goes over his head for an incomplete pass. So a little long. Ryan ended up playing, I think, more defense than offense there and made sure there was no chance at an interception. The Ironman lived for another down. So the Ironman come out and try to loosen defense up. It's focused on the run right now. And uh, brings up second and ten. Ironman playing without Cade Wolford. Entered in the first half and has not returned. Two out to the left side for the Ironman. Backs in the eye. And handoff to the eye back. And that Nolan Johnson, the ball carrier, only picks up about a yard. He's Maybe didn't get even get back to the line of scrimmage. Got hit pretty hard there by two of the Bloom Carroll players. All right, that's the line of scrimmage. Third down and ten. Another tough down in distance, which both teams have faced quite a bit tonight because both teams have played outstanding defense. Defense teeing off on the Ironman run game. See what uh, Coach Hall has to mix it up here. Pepper Williams, Nolan Johnson in the backfield for the Airmen. And it's play action. Rolling and wide open. Got to 25, 30, and a first down for Tucker Williams and the Jackson Ironman. Charlie Woodard runs off his cornerback. Here comes Tucker from the slot position into the flats, and Bodie hits him right in stride. First down, and that's a big play. Right, and, and I'll tell you what, Bodie did that with somebody coming right at him in right, his face, and he was able to, to complete it. You're right. Time has stopped on the field. I think we have an injured Ironman. Oh, it's Bloom Carroll. Bloom Carroll player is down. Coach Hall takes advantage, huddles up his whole offense out there. First and 10, Jackson. 10.35 remains in this game. Jackson has the 10-7 lead. The winner advances to play the winner of the Bishop Watterson and uh, Miami Trace football game. And pretty much soon say it'll be Bishop Waters and Miami Trace. What a valiant effort last week for the FAC. 
to get a kind of an upset win, but tonight they ran into a bus on Waterson. All right, first and 10 for the airman, 32-yard line. Bodie Wolford under center. Backs are slitting and offset. Here's a handoff to Johnson. He's going to be stacked up right at the line of scrimmage. Their cornerbacks have come up strong and done a nice job tackling. There is a no gain on that first down play. Marker right at the line of scrimmage, second and ten. The clock keeps running, though. And you know what? The clock's running, and we do have the lead. It's ten to seven, folks. It'll be at inside ten minutes after this play takes place. It's second and ten. And the airman uh, shoveling in. That was Ryan Taylor going into the game. Coming at one of the guard positions. All right, Bodie will go into the shotgun formation. Takes the snap. Hands off to Tucker Williams. He's cutting through and working across the 35 out to about the 37-yard line. Ball is on the turf, but I think it's whistled dead. One official has it marked where he got to. That'll be the 37-yard line. Yes. Brings up a gain for about a second or third down and about... Yeah, shot five. Third and five. Oh, that's a 37. Once again, can the Ironman convert another first down and keep this clock running? So important. Management here. Now we're down inside nine minutes. Ironman need to hurry. Play clock down to four. Wolford under center. He'll hand it. Play action. Rolling the pass. Looking, looking. Got a man out Look there. Here. It's Nolan Johnson. He's got it. 45, 50, 40. Down the 35. Still on the seat. Run out of bounds. Stunning. Tim Jackson. That wasn't a stiff arm. Nolan attacks the tackler at the 30-yard line and flattens him. Gets, does finally get knocked out of bounds at the 35. Beautiful throwback to the running back by Bodie Wolford. Looks to his right, finds Nolan coming out of the backfield to his left, and he has room to rumble. And the Ironmen now have field position. First and 10 at the Bloom Carroll 35-yard line. Couple big pass receptions in this drive, Pete Wilson. A, 20, to going. a 28-yard reception, as a matter of fact, there to Nolan Johnson. Power eye formation. And handoff to Johnson starts right, and then he slips. They'll lose a yard as he slipped. He's starting to make his cut. Boy, he wanted to cut it outside, and his feet go out from under him. It'll actually be a loss of a yard on the play. But the clock is running, folks. 8.25, running clock. Ironman now can actually be kind of aware of the clock and take time on snaps. We have the lead, 10-7. to 7 fourth quarter. Number four in the region taking on number five. Ironman with the precarious three-point lead. Woodard and Simons out wide to the right for Jackson. And there's a keeper by Wolford. Cuts it back to the left. Stiff arm. Puts his head down and picks up about four yards down to the 27-yard line. 28-yard line is where they're going to mark it. He stayed inbound. The clock continues to move. The difference is our sophomore quarterback looking week 12 than he did in the first couple weeks. He's not a sophomore <laughs> not anymore. A sophomore. Nope. That's what they use. That's right. He's not a yep, sophomore anymore. Not anymore. 
It's third down and eight now for Jackson. The clock inside seven and a half minutes to go. Looking at a 50-yard field goal now if, you, if it's an FYI. Timeout on the field. That timeout by the airmen. Breaking the action here, and we'll be back. You're listening to Jackson Airmen Football on Mix 96. Step in. I'm out on the field by the Ironman looking at a critical third down and eight. See what the, they want to work up on a play here. This, as you mentioned, would be a, what are we looking at? About a 40, about a 50 yard field 50 goal. yard field goal right at the moment. Coach Hall with the third and long here, trying to dial up another big third down play. He's had a couple of them in this drive. How about the coverage in tonight's games? People from everywhere broadcasting. Take Fox is pretty cool tonight. Yeah, <laughs> WSAZ. I think we'll have some highlights. So get home tonight. Watch that. We are the main game on Gridiron Glory tonight for all you folks that watch that. Fabulous show done by his students over at Ohio University. All right, we're ready for third down and eight. Ball at the Bloom Carroll 33-yard line. Full house formation, play action. Wolford looking to pass, looking, throwing it down the field. The ball will be intercepted, inbound. They're giving the interception. Oh, they are giving him the catch. It was bobbled. I couldn't tell if he got both feet in. It's official. Called it. About 30 yards away from the play. It'll be first and 10 for Blue Carroll in the Ironman's second turnover of the game. They'll have it to their eight-yard line. That, that is actually one of those you'd love to see an instant replay. He was bobbling the ball, and I don't know if he kept kept it controlled before while he stayed in bounds. I think Doc Owens is asking him that question right now. He's all the way <laughs> down there. But the ball will be Bloom Carroll's on the seven-yard line, Pete. Right, then that's uh, Jackson's second turnover of the game. Was on third down. I, I guess the upside, if there is one, Bloom Carroll has to go all the way from their seven-yard line. And they trail by three with 7-10 to go. Santana Vaughn in the shotgun. Stands at his two. Wants to pass. Throws it out in the flat. Left side. Armantrout with it. Turns it upfield at the 10. And driven backwards. Good coverage out there. Eli Ray fights off interference. Gets help in there by Gavin Jones. They bring him down about a four-yard gain. And Clock is down. running. Under seven minutes in this contest. Line of scrimmage will be the 11-yard line. He stayed inbound. The top continues to move. Jackson leads 10 to 7. They break the huddle and they send Rockwood out wide to the right side. Down motion. Snap back and hand up to Armitrout. He's hit behind the line. Falls forward for about a yard gain. That was Armitrout with the carry. A.J. Graham in on that tackle, hit hard. Drew Wiley also there. Mike Baker, good defensive play for the Airmen. Way back at the 14-yard line, forcing him into a third and four. How big a play is this? We are under six minutes to go in this contest, folks. And those the ball rests just inches short of the 13-yard line. 
Against Sandoval in the shotgun. He takes the snap on third and four, looking, looking. He steps up and he'll release it, and it's incomplete at the 50-yard line. Let that one go, and it falls incomplete. You know, I think he might have been able to run it and pick up the yardage, but he had one receiver downfield. We had decent coverage on him. He overthrows that pass. It is fourth and four. The punter is out. He'll be standing in his end zone when he receives this snap. It's McKee. Stands another yard deep. And the airman should get good field position. Snap from center. Here's the kick. It's a low kick. And the Iron let it bounce. And the Ironman bounce. And it will be dead at the 38-yard line. The Ironman with excellent field position for this final five minutes and 27 seconds. Dobby, that looked like one of your wedge shots with the perfect backspin. It just stopped and landed at the 38, sat right there. I perfected it. You knew that. I've seen many of them. All right. Five twenty-seven to go. A 25-yard punt there by Armitrod. He got it out of there all right. It just didn't go very far, especially after it hit the ground. And Irvin into the huddle at one of the guard spots. Bodie Wolford now comes to the huddle to give him the play call. They break the huddle. Wow. Five twenty-seven to go, folks. Bodie under center. And handoff goes to Nolan Johnson around the right side, wraps both arms around that football, but he gets down to the 33-yard line, a gain of nearly five yards. That's big right now. Every yard is tough and every yard is big. And And we have another injury and getting up slow for the second time. That's... uh, Number 72, Jaden Ball. Jaden Ball, and he's upset because why? His helmet came off, so it makes him leave the game for a play. You can see a very frustrated young man getting up. The Ironman clock now is stopped at 5-11. Start the clock. Play was a dip. Yeah. Running play. They're trying to get it back to 5-15, but see, the Ironman will be able to let it run. They should start it. Not moving. There we go. He signals it. Well, yeah. Ironman could actually let some time run, but they're up in the line of scrimmage. Will Bodie stand there and let it run down? Great job. 25 seconds on the play clock. All right. We're under five minutes. We're at the five-minute mark in the regular clock. Nice job by the sophomore quarterback. Bodie stands at the 35-yard line, waiting, looking at that clock, now down to 10. Jacob Winters-type control of the clock, isn't it, that yeah. we watched for a number of years? Baxter split, and the handoff, left side, and down to about the 30-yard line, still trying to fight for yardage, and be stopped there, a three-yard game. That's Tucker Williams with a carry. How good has Tucker been tonight? Both sides of the field. He's been great on defense. How about third down and then two now? Wow. And the clock is running now. Boone Carroll has all three timeouts. Coach is trying to make some decisions here. When to use them? All rest at the 30-yard line. Boone Carroll. We get a first down. He might have to consider using some of those three in his pocket. Ten seconds on the play clock for the Airmen. Woody Wolford with split backs behind him. He will have the play stopped. Okay. A 
Coach Hall is going to take a timeout. Timeout was called by the Ironman prior to the snap. 3.57 to go, a break in the action, and we'll be back right after this timeout. Do you have a roofing or siding project? At Higgins, they manufacture steel roofing and siding every business day. With 16 colors in stock and 70,000 pieces of trim, they are prepared to ship your project immediately. Remember Higgins for your 40-year warranted, Energy Star compliant, American-made steel roofing and siding. Located on AC Avenue, just off 35 in Jackson. Call 800-782-4239 or visit them on the web at HigginsRoofing.com. You're listening to Jackson High School Sports on Mix 96 FM. 357 remains in this game. A lot of strategies on both, uh, both, both sidelines. Wheels are turning, would you say? Yeah, absolutely. Coach Hall making sure we're all on the same page. Uses his second timeout. We're down to one. Bloom Carroll still has three. 357 to go. We need two, year, two yards to get a first down. If we can, they've got to consider using timeouts to keep to stay, to stop this clock. All right, from the 30-yard line, it's third down. This is a big two yards. Woody Wolford under center, unbalanced line, right side. Bloom Carroll showing blitz in the airman oh, move. Big seven yards. <laughs> Jump That's off side. First penalty of the night. And we took a timeout to do that, but third and seven. All right. The drama continues. Yes, it does. Now the thoughts are, if we can't convert, do you punt deep? I mean, ugh. a lot of decisions. It would be a 52- or 3-yard field goal attempt if you went that route, if we don't advance the ball on this snap. All right, here we go. Third and seven. Ten to seven the score, folks, if you just tuned in. High formation for the Ironman. little play action for Bodie. He rolls to his left. He's got some running room. Tries to stiff arm as he's going to be tackled short of the first down, but he stays inbound to keep the clock moving. Now the Ironman face with a fourth down and five. Well, this is another decision taking time. I think we are going to take a timeout. Timeout has been called yeah. by Bloom Carroll. Well, by Bloom Carroll, interesting. Okay. That helps the Army a bit there. So 341 remains. A timeout on the field, and we'll be back right after this. Does your bank have rewards? At Jackson County Banking Center, we have accounts that earn rewards points. Points can be saved and redeemed for things you want. I'm saving my points for an epic cross-country road trip. I'm saving my points to take my son to his first baseball game. I'm saving my points to pay for my daughter's wedding dress. What will you save your points for? Visit bcnbfamily.bank to learn more. Jackson County Banking Center. Member FDIC. Your home for Jackson High School Sports is Mix 96. WKOV-FM, Oak Hill. Crap trees out there. Here we are back at Jackson High School. 10-7 the score. 341 remains. Jackson with a fourth and five. And decision time. Looks like Ethan Crabtree coming out. He's gonna it's gonna be a punt. It's a little too deep to try a field goal. You certainly don't want one blocked from this position. Or maybe a fake. We'll see. We Ethan is so controlled as a punter. Let's see if he can give him a coffin corner kick. Whoa, maybe a little different look. And there's the snap back, and Crabtree will 
punted away, angling it for the corner, and it goes out of Let's bounds. Let's where they mark us. It's like it's going to be inside the 10. We're going to see the official will start walking now. And he stops at the 11, 11 12. 12. Stops at the, the 12-yard line. All right. Crabtree does his job, gets the Bloom Carroll at the uh, 12-yard line. So they'll have 88 yards to go to uh, three minutes and 35 seconds left in this game. Pete? A 21-yard punt by Crabtree. But remember, inside the 20-yard line, uh, so that, that, that points for Crabtree. And, of course, no return either. So, Bloomkill, two timeouts. They will have to go 88 yards. They have 335 to work with. Another very efficient special teams play headed up by Ethan Crabtree. Van Vandenbaum under center in the shotgun from their own 12. He takes a snap, hands off to Armitrat. Hit in the backfield, drops for... Minimal game. Charlie Woodard, big play. Steps down from the outside linebacker position. Wraps him up early. Gets helped by Ryan Taylor. They're back to the line of scrimmage in a hurry. Clock down to 320. It's second and nine. And Sandavon takes and rolls to his left. Looking upfield. Has to throw across the middle. And the ball is caught. At the 21-yard line. And the tight end still on his feet. Michael Stevenson has the first down at the 26. That young man's a special football player. Caught it in the crowd, would not go down, advanced it enough for a first down. Move it out to the 26 yard line, you got it, Eagle Hawk is moving. Three, three minutes remaining. Still two timeouts for Bloom Carroll. Taking the snap and looking right. Now back to the left. He'll take off and Willie run. He's got the first down, or the on first down. He's out of bounds at the 30-yard line. So gain of four, but he does stop the clock. Pretty heady play by the quarterback. They mark him at the 29. Gain of about three. <laughs> clock stops at 2.46. And the Bulldogs back to the line of scrimmage in a hurry. And looking to pass, the same thing. All looks to pump and go. Nothing there. Now deep down the middle, he's got his receiver, but he overshoots him at the 35-yard line. Looked in the flats, both sides. That was the original play. Then he just airs it out to a streak pattern and overthrows him. Stops the clock at 2:38, but more importantly, third and seven. Ten to seven is your score. Jackson Kling in a three-point lead. Now on third and seven from their own 29-yard line. Big, big play. There's Sam on rolling to the right, looking upfield. Got him in the slot, coming over the middle, and it ends up another first down at the 43. When he's rolling to his right, that's a good play by the quarterback as he throws that mark, hits the man right in the numbers. He's able to make the catch and keep this drive alive. That's Jace Rockwood with the reception, and that new set of downs. At the 43-yard line. They still have two timeouts. Moving down the field. It's, they, this drive starts at the 12. There's a pass over the middle. And Rockwood has it at the 43 and run out of bounds. Wide open in the flat here on the near side of the field. 
Out of bounds at the 40-yard line. That got rid of that so fast. We had a blitz coming, and we were in his face, but he found his receiver through the loop behind him. Receiver reaches back and makes a good catch. Out of bounds, stops the clock at 212. From the Ironman 40-yard line. There's the quarterback rolling to his left, looking upfield. The ball will be... Is that caught? Oh, my gosh, what a catch. Diving for the catch in the first down for 12 yards. Down to the Airman 27-yard line. We were so close to either intercepting it or batting it down, just missing it. Receiver catches it as he falls to the ground. New set of downs. First and ten. Here's the pitch to Armitrap, left side, turning it upfield, getting inside the 25. They're doing a wonderful job of stopping the clock. That's a pitch to the short side of the field. He gets out of bounds. About a four-yard gain. Remember, they have field goal capability, but they're probably not thinking field goal at the moment. Uh, from the 24-yard line of Jackson, it's second and seven. They have time and two timeouts. They've moved the ball from their own 12-yard line. Santana ball under center, or in the shotgun, throws it upfield. Ball will be, is that nearly picked off by Simon? He dove for it at the 16-yard line, nearly came up with the interception. He jumped the route and got a hand on it, deflected it away. Now it brings up another third down and... Bloom Kill has been very good at this on this drive. Caden Snyder comes in at the nose guard position for the Airmen defensively. A senior. And has trips here to the right side. Quarterback rolls to his right, looking upfield, throws it. Incomplete! 15-yard line, it's incomplete. No flags, a lot of contact. Receiver is still down, and Ironman is still down. Tremendous hits right where the pass was thrown. It is Bodie Wolford who is getting up and limping to the sideline. Number two, the receiver for Bloom Carroll is still down. Dr. Owens taking a look at him. Jason Crawford tending to Bodie. He's in some pain. There, that was monumental hits in there. Chase Rockwood is the uh, Bloom Carroll player down at the 15-yard line, but the incomplete pass brings up a fourth and seven. Well, and play resumes, but uh, big collision there at the 15-yard line. Yeah, he's Bloom, Bloom Carroll player still down. Bloom Carroll would have a decision. Would be about a 40 two-yard field goal attempt or 41-yard field goal attempt. They have a kicker capable of that. Do they go for the tie or play on? Well, I tell you, you've got somebody who can kick it that far. What a decision for the coach. What's it your is. best percentage play? Yeah. Fourth and seven or a 41-yard field goal? Bodie is kind of walking it off. Appears to be very sore, but he's upright and at least on our sideline. Bloom Carroll talking things over. Their receiver is now up, and he's walking off. That is Rockwood. Rockwood with some big catches, even on this drive. Well, Santana wanted to go to him. As the middle seemed to be the soft spot in the Ironman defense, but he, right there, the Ironman, two Ironmen collide with him, and uh, it's incomplete for fourth and seven. So, what the... Uh, Will Bloom Carroll do? 
Fourth down and seven, ball at the... C.J. Crabtree on the field, the freshman for Jackson. Off the 24-yard line, they'll play for it. They grab the field goal attempt. Play the game. Sam Tannenbaum. Let's see what's going to happen. And a timeout called before the snap by the Airmen. That's their last timeout. And it is a uh, very critical point here in the game. It certainly is. Coach Hall using his last timeout. But this, this is the play. For this contest, I see Bodie then walked over. Ironman depleted a little bit in the secondary with Cade's been injured. Bodie limped to the sideline on the last one there. Bodie might be back in the contest now. I don't know. He's walking over here to the sideline. He might not be. I think Ironman will go with C.J. Crabtree to safety position. Eli Ray, Ryan Simetz will be the two corners. All right. It's fourth down and seven. I'm sorry. It'll be Jackson crowd on their feet. 140 to go. Ironman with the 10 to 7 lead. Bloom Carroll trying to keep this drive alive. To the line of scrimmage. Snap back to the quarterback standing in the shotgun. Watch for the tight end. And he's back to pass. Has pressure. Throws it over the middle. It's caught. And into the end zone for the touchdown is number five, Carter Cornelius. Going ahead with the touchdown with one minute and 33 seconds remaining. Ironman almost deflected it. Missed it by inches. Over the outstretched hands of our defense into the hands of their receiver into the end zone. Here's the extra point. This is a big point. Takes away the field goal for Jackson. Low snap kick on the way, but it is good. There's a flag down. Let's see what that is. This is a big point. It's 13 to 10. Jackson with 133 to go. No timeouts, but a field goal you know, could still tie it if they don't convert this extra point. Offsides against the airmen will be declined or put on the kickoff. Because the, the, the kick was good. I guess the coach would have the option to not take the point. Where they, if it's before the snap, they'll have to replay it. Yeah, they're going to re-kick. Yep, they're going to decline that, keep it where it normally is, so he's kicking from the 10-yard line again. Another opportunity for a block or a mis-snap. And he will test the extra point. He'll go up by four. High snap, but puts it down. And it's good. All of a sudden, the Blue Carroll Bulldogs have taken a 14 to 10 lead. 133 remaining in the game. And now the Airmen... Without Cade Wolford, we'll have a minute and 33 seconds left to try to take the victory out back. No timeouts, 14 to 10 in a classic football game. But, boy, that one, that was a painful fourth down and seven touchdown pass. Pete Wilson on that drive. 11 plays, 88 yards is what I have, and give Bloom Carroll credit. Uh, their, their season on the line executed some big plays there to uh, 
He was able to get down to where they could try a fourth down play, and then they executed that. Cornelius catching the ball inside the five and going on into the touchdown. And the quarterback was under duress, but he made the throw. Not over yet, though, folks. See, it's the key. Selects to it down the field for no return. The Bulldogs have taken the lead for the first time tonight with just one minute and 33 seconds remaining. Here's the kick, and it will be taken at the four-yard line. Center of the field. Up is Simon. He's out of the 30. Well, Ryan Simon had a uh, had a speed moving forward and got the return out to the 32-yard line. Accelerated, didn't he? Okay, here we go. The field got longer because a field goal won't help us. We have to score a touchdown, folks. Brady Wolford traps onto the field. The Ironman out of timeouts. From their own 32-yard line. And looking left, throws it upfield. It's caught by Charlie Woodard at the 39-yard line. Pickup of about seven. The Ironman quickly to the line of scrimmage. They have to play fast. Cody trying to get everybody organized. Second down and three after the seven-yard gain. Wolford takes the snap, has pressure, looking, looking, throwing it upfield. It is caught by one of the Ironmen at the 40-yard line. Eli Ray is out of bounds, stopping the clock. No, the clock continues moving. Uh, he, he was in bounds, so the clock keeps running. Third and one. The Ironmen need one. Inside a minute remaining. Jackson jumps offensively there, so we'll stop the clock, but it will be a five-yard penalty on the Ironman. 45 seconds on the clock now. Officials talking it over. Procedure is the call against Jackson. Moves it back to the 36-yard line. There's 45 seconds to go in this one. The airman breaks the huddle, empty backfield. And Wolford rolls to his left, looking, looking downfield. Takes off and runs, and he gets out of bounds at the 39-yard line, or 38-yard line. It'll bring up a fourth down. Wolford ran out of bounds as 40 or 38. So this is it for the Ironman. They need a first down. Game's over. Yep. First down and somewhere within the next few seconds, a big play. All right. Empty backfield from Jackson. And Wolford looking right, throwing it over the middle. It's caught for the first down by Simons at the 30 or 47-yard line. That stops the clock. Good throw. Ryan went high up in the air, got both hands on it, made the catch. The chains are moving. The clock is moving. And the Ironman stopped the clock. 24 seconds to go. And the ball is at the 47-yard line. Cody spikes the ball, second and 10, and it's going to be a timeout by Bloom Carroll to talk things over. All right. Timeout on the field. 24 seconds remain, and we'll be back with more Jackson Ironman football after this timeout. 
Hi, this is Kristen Mershon, the director of the Rye Green Jackson Center. If you are interested in taking college classes towards an associate degree, obtaining a certification in the in-demand jobs that are needed in our workforce, come and talk to me. The Jackson Center is 980 East Main Street, Jackson, Ohio, and my phone is 740-288-0284. I would love to help you through the entire process, financial aid and all. I can do it all. Thanks. 24 seconds remain. Jackson trails now 14 to 10, but they have the ball first and 10 with no timeouts at their own 47-yard line. Cody Wolford will take the snap. As time looking, now flush, throws it upfield, and the ball will be stolen. Nearly caught at the 38, but it incomplete. It's Nolan Johnson, the intended receiver. Nolan trying to go high in the air, make the catch, get both feet in bounds, just misses. Stops the clock with 18 seconds. Well, the season comes down to this, the airman. Eighteen point two seconds on the clock, third and ten. Ball at the 47-yard line of Jackson. Here's the snapback to Wolford. Throws it quickly out in the flat. It's caught by Charlie Woodard, and he's into the Blue Carroll territory at the 47-yard line. That takes uh, that takes us down to 13 seconds remaining. You know, the thought maybe if you can hit another one of those quick outs, get down there where Bodie could maybe lay it up in the air into the end zone. If you can give him enough time, you might have a play a play to make. Fourth down. Low snap. Bodie picks it up. He gets it. And he sacks back at the 45-yard line. And that will do it as the Jackson Ironman. Bodie Wolford is sacked on fourth down with 13 seconds to go. And the Bulldogs take over on down. Stunning, heartbreaking loss here tonight for the Iron as the Bulldogs come from behind, score with one minute and 33 seconds to go on a fourth down to take the lead for the first time tonight. Three long offensive drives by the Bulldogs, two at the end of the first half, eight up the whole second quarter. This one here in the fourth quarter, difference of the game. I think all of them were double-figure plays, Peter, close to it. Matter of just taking a knee, the airmen have no timeouts. One knee, and this one will be over. They're going to talk it over here and then take their last timeout, make sure they're all on the same page. Well, they looked like they were a man short. Yeah, you, ju- you just don't want to fumble the snap or do something here outrageous. Be sure. But... Tough night. Ironman had had five straight consecutive playoff wins here at Alumni Stadium, going for number six tonight. They were so very close. Uh, both these two offenses scoring over 40 points per game throughout the season. Really, it's a defensive battle. This, this is playoff football. What a physical game. We take Bloom Carroll's running attack away, force them to go to the air. They had some success on that. Here's the last play of the game. And the quarterback takes the snap, 
And that will do it. Bloom Carroll comes from behind and defeats the Jackson Ironman in this regional quarterfinal game here at Alumni Stadium. Your score, 14 to 10. Ten weeks ago is the last time the Ironman tasted defeat, but while this one is a painful one, teams are shaking hands at midfield. Jackson Ironman season comes to an end, 10-2 and two on the season. A lot to be proud of, but right now, a lot of broken hearts. Absolutely. And, uh, for all those seniors, their last time here. Uh, well, the uh, Bloom Carroll Bulldogs will now advance, and they'll play Bishop Watterson in the uh, regional semifinal game. That uh, will take place next Friday night. The site is unknown at this time, and... Uh, so the Jackson Ironman, their season ends with a nine and or ten and two record as the uh, they fall here tonight, fourteen to ten to the Bulldogs. We'll take a timeout. We'll be back and more, uh, have more post-game activities as Jackson Ironman football continues on Mix ninety six FM. Hey, all you Ironman football fans, we're back with the Gillum Insurance Player of the Game. Tune in each and every week to 96.7 and listen to Dan and Dan give their Player of the Game picks brought to you by Gillum Insurance. And also make sure you stop by and see us at our new location, which is located at 228 Broadway Street in Jackson, Ohio. So stop by or give us a call at 740-395-0357. Make sure you're covered. Thank you. Midway Quick Mart of Jackson is a proud sponsor of Jackson Ironman football and your stop whether you need to call a quick timeout or draw up a play for great food. Midway Quick Mart has you and your team covered all season long. Stop in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner and snag one of their all-star menu items including pizza, subs, sandwiches, and more. With cheap gas, quick snacks, and great food, Midway is an easy call for you and your team. Call in orders ahead at 740-288-7777 or stop in today at the corner of Huron and Burlington in Jackson. Go Ironman! Come and get it! The Happenings Bistro is located at 1130 Pennsylvania Avenue in Wellston and prides itself on providing a wide variety of home-cooked dishes. They're open Monday through Saturday, 11 to 8.30, and Sunday, 11 to 7, for both dine-in and takeout. Stop by or call 740-855-4445 to find out what the daily special is today. That's 740-855-4445. The Happenings Bistro, providing comfort food with local flair. Does your bank have rewards? At Jackson County Banking Center, we have accounts that earn rewards points. Points can be saved and redeemed for things you want. I'm saving my points for an epic cross-country road trip. I'm saving my points to take my son to his first baseball game. I'm saving my points to pay for my daughter's wedding dress. What will you save your points for? Visit bcnbfamily.bank to learn more. Jackson County Banking Center. Member FDIC. The Lewis and Gillum Funeral Home has been serving the Jackson and Oak Hill areas for many years. Starting in Oak Hill in 1941 as the Keener Lewis Funeral Home and expanding into Jackson in 1984 and becoming the Lewis and Gillum Funeral Home in 2012. Throughout the years, we've been a funeral home that believes each family gets the same level of attention and care they deserve during difficult times. Lewis and Gillum Funeral Home, 202 West Maple Avenue in Oak Hill and 28 Harding Avenue in Jackson. Lewis Gillum Funeral Home, Director David Gillum. 
Faith and Fitness is a proud supporter of Ironman football and local athletics. The goal of Faith and Fitness is simple. Uplift your body and your spirit. Our classes are tailored for all fitness levels, whether you're a seasoned athlete or just starting your fitness journey. The best part, you'll be surrounded by a community of like-minded people who are here to support you every step of the way. Faith and Fitness is more than a workout studio. It's a movement. Imagine the feeling of accomplishment as you finish a heart-pounding workout uplifted by words of inspiration that stay with you long after you leave the studio. Join us at Faith and Fitness. Look at it uptown in Jackson at 281 Main Street. Go Ironman! An alarming number of preteens are already drinking alcohol, which makes it urgent to find every opportunity to talk to your kids about the dangers of underage drinking. They really do hear you. For tips on what to say, visit talktheyhearyou.samhsa.gov. That's talktheyhearyou.samhsa.gov. This has been a public service message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, Gallia Jackson Meg's Adam H. Board, and Jackson County Spark. Do you have a roofing or siding project? At Higgins, they manufacture steel roofing and siding every business day. With 16 colors in stock and 70,000 pieces of trim, they are prepared to ship your project immediately. Remember Higgins for your 40-year warranted, Energy Star compliant, American-made steel roofing and siding. Located on AC Avenue, just off 35 in Jackson. Call 800-782-4239 or visit them on the web at HigginsRoofing.com. Midway Quick Mart of Jackson is a proud sponsor of Jackson Ironman football and your stop whether you need to call a quick timeout or draw up a play for great food. Midway Quick Mart has you and your team covered all season long. Stop in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner and snag one of their all-star menu items including pizza, subs, sandwiches, and more. With cheap gas, quick snacks, and great food, Midway is an easy call for you and your team. Call in orders ahead at 740-288-7777 or stop in today at the corner of Huron and Burlington in Jackson. Go Ironman! Nimco Propane is your local propane provider serving all your propane needs. Nimco Propane sets all tank sizes all year round and customer service is their number one priority. Nimco fills all orders in a timely manner and they accept heat vouchers and carry welding supplies. Call the professionals at Nimco Propane today, 740-596-4477 or check them out on Facebook. That's Nimco Propane. This is Football Friday Night on Mix 96, WKOV-FM, Oak Hill, a Jackson County broadcasting station. Back here at Jackson High School as the fans go home brokenhearted tonight as the Ironman felt like they had this one in their hip pocket. Fourth Bro- and seven. Broad- broadcast team is too. Yes, we are. He's hurt. Yes, we He's are. hurt. And uh, on a fourth down and seven, the... Uh, Blue Carroll Bulldogs. So why they're, they're a very good team. They, they uh, connect on a touchdown pass and then they only give the Ironman one minute and 33 seconds to go. I had to see it. We probably missed deflecting that pass by about two inches. Yeah, it looked close. Yeah, it was close. It, it was did. close. The game was so close. Yeah, back and forth. That was the first lead, though, that the Bulldogs had had throughout the night. The Ironman took the first lead. Blue Carroll comes back in the second quarter, ties it up. The Ironman kicked the field goal in the second. Or Seemed second like we half. held that 10 7 lead for a long time, but Bloom Carroll had three pretty impressive drives tonight. And that was the difference. When they did, they were long drives, they kept the ball, and they mainly did it through the air. They had success. Their quarterback was extremely accurate. This is what Coach Hall says last year was a running team basically all the time. This year they have the ability to run and pass 
and they certainly showed the ability to pass the ball tonight. Well, they go 88 yards on that, uh, on that final drive and, and score to take the lead for the first time tonight. And they they go home, or they they go home, but not done for the season. They'll go on and play Bishop Watterson next Friday night, and the Ironman season comes to an end. Here, uh, week one of the row. healthiest years we've probably ever had. The heartbreaking loss of Eli Broerman earlier in the season just breaks my heart when I thought about how hard that young man worked, and he he loses most of his senior year, a big part of this Ironman team. But tonight is the first time we showed a little bit of wear and tear. Cade Wolford being hurt in the somewhere in the second quarter. Didn't finish the first half and didn't play the second half. Um, certainly a factor. You can say we're making an excuse, but it's a factor in the game. One of the finest players in the state of Ohio. Absolutely. And, uh, so the Ironman fall tonight, 14 to 10. They go home and the Bloomfield Bulldogs go on. And it's time for us to give away some awards. The Monroe Collision hit of the game. On the hit of the game, we, our defense played so well. My gosh, how many plays. Uh, they kept us in the game and, uh, Play after play after play. I'm just thinking of all the people. Bodie Wolford played his heart out tonight, and tonight he had to go both ways. We were a little bit banged up in the secondary. Played so well at that safety position. Came up for some big plays. Yeah, he had that pick. Yes, he did. Um, just players making defensive plays, and it was a physical game. This was a team. Bloom Carroll had an excellent defensive front, so the trenches were war warlike in there, and it was a battle, and we stood right with them toe-to-toe, and a game of inches we come up short. But with a young man who just, I thought, just played so well, and we mentioned Eli Gorman's injury, almost an impossible spot to fill at that strong safety position. And we had a young man this year that really did step up and fill that position. And uh, my, he came up and made some big plays tonight defensively for the Ironman and kind of basically forced them out of their running attack into a passing attack. But uh, Tucker Williams, congratulations. Big hit after big hit. One of them was very noticeable there on an oak tackle play that opened up. And there he comes up and just makes a tackle right at the line of scrimmage. But you are our Monroe's Collision Hit of the Week Award winner. Um, congratulations, Tucker. A junior, we get to see him all next year. He'll be outstanding again. And thank you, Monroe's Collision, for your sponsorship of Jackson Ironman football. He's not like he's like that the utility knife. Be able to play a little bit everywhere. A lot play of different running ways, yeah. back. He can play any spot in that secondary. Yeah. Actually, could be, you know, to be honest, he was he's a, a backup quarterback if we ever needed him. Running, he can play anywhere. All right. Well, congratulations to. Tucker Williams, and now our week number 12, Gillum Insurance Player of the Game. Gillum Insurance, they've done it for years, way over a decade, and we sure appreciate this. Uh, Player of the Game, once again, to us, it it was a defensive battle, part of the defense for us. Uh, So many players could have been there. And once again, I'll say Bodie Wolford, he played banged up, hurt, never quit, and I got the only Ironman touchdown. Ethan Crabtree easily could have won it with the fabulous punting, the field goal from 44 yards, did a great job, but the defense was first, and so the guy that I thought, I don't know how many times I mentioned his name, we found out the stats, but it was at least a double-figure uh, tackle night tonight, the heart of the defense, especially the second half of the year, and he's I'll call it, he's like a fine wine. He kept getting better as the year went on. Drew Wiley is our Gillum Insurance Player of the uh, Week Award winner. Congratulations, senior Drew Wiley. All FAC been outstanding all year. Doing a lot of blocking on that defense, offensive side too, but wow, his defense was outstanding. Certainly was this evening. Yes, he was. 
congratulations to Drew Wiley, your Week 12 Gillum Insurance. Well, thank you, Jason, of Gillum Insurance for your sponsorship year in and year out. So very special. All right, Pete Wilson gives me the signal. He's ready for the recap of tonight's stats, and take it away, Pete. All right, Bloom Carroll scores the winning touchdown with just 1.33 to go. They end up making it hold up there as the Ironman in desperation mode with the depleted lineup and no timeouts. It ends up 14 to 10. Ironman did get over midfield uh, before uh, the uh, Bloom Carroll defense was able to record the big sack that ended Ironman's faint hopes. Uh, Bloom Carroll gets the better of the stats tonight, uh, even though the Jackson defense was pretty much unyielding all night, just didn't want to give up. Uh, a touchdown and didn't until Bloom Carroll just about absolutely had to have it. The Bloom Carroll Bulldogs get 17 first downs to 8 for Jackson, 62 fights for Bloom Carroll, 49 for Jackson. The Ironmen get 123 yards rushing on 35 carries, add 75 yards in the air, 198 yards for the Ironmen. So uh, that's a great defense there by Bloom Carroll. That is well under Jackson's average. However, I'm sure Bloom Carroll was under their offensive average as well, held to 56 yards on only 26 rushes, but they do get 239 yards on the air, so give Bloom Carroll 295 total yards tonight. Jackson was 9 out of 14 passing with uh, no touchdowns and one interception. Bloom Carroll, 20 completions in 36 attempts, one touchdown, one very big touchdown, and one interception. Uh, Ethan Crabtree punted five times for uh, an average of just over 40 yards. McKee punted six times for 186 yards. Jackson, two turnovers tonight. Remember, they only had three all year heading into this game. And, of course, you know, in a game where, you know, you're playing somebody like Bloom Carroll, you don't have much room for error. One lost fumble and one interception. Bloom Carroll had one interception, which uh, set up uh, Ethan Crabtree's field goal to put the Ironmen ahead there in the third quarter. Jackson only two penalties for 10 yards. Bloom Carroll two penalties, 10 yards. Cade Wolford, 11 carries, 85 yards, all in the first half as uh, he went out of the game with an injury. Uh, near the end of the first half. We did not see him at all in the second half. Nolan Johnson, 10 carries for 21 yards. Bodie Wilford, 7 carries, 10 yards. Of course, he had the 10-yard touchdown run. And uh, Tucker Williams came and uh, carried the ball some there after Wilford was hurt. Five carries for 12 yards for him. Bodie Wilford in the air, 9 out of 14, 75 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. Ryan Simons with three receptions. Tucker Williams with two. Willie, uh, Willie Woodard. Uh, We've done that before. I'm sorry. Billy <laughs> dropped all his passes. Right. Charlie would have with the two, and Nolan Johnson had the big catch, one one reception for 28 yards. Four, Bloom Carroll, Dylan Armantrot, 17 carries, 45 yards. The Ironman never gave him much chance to show his stuff. They were on him all night. Really no other rusher uh, made much of an impact for Bloom Carroll. They are held to only 56 yards on 26 rushes. However, in the air, uh, 20 out of 36, 239 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Cornelius, number five, only two receptions with both of them. Arthur touchdowns, a total of 33 yards. Uh, Rockwood was the leading receiver. Uh, uh, Jace Rockwood was a leading receiver for Bloom Carroll. He had seven receptions for 141 yards. All right. Thank you, Pete Wilson. A tough one for the Army tonight to swallow as uh, they led for all but one minute and 33 seconds of this game, and they fall in the last two minutes to uh, Bloom Carroll on the and lose it 14 to 10. Well, stay with us. I mean, we will have Coach Hall. I'm sure it's a it's a 
tough locker room right now to talk with these kids. How far they have come from, say, week two. Oh, yeah. Remember, he was not pleased. We got beat by a really good Ironton team. We got beat by two really good teams this year. But, you know, after that game, Coach Hall wasn't real pleased with his Ironman team, with some of their, you know, their effort and, and, and toughness and everything. And, wow, did they come they responded. up. They responded. They had a wonderful week of practice there. And from that point on, this Iron team has just gotten better and better and better. And it was so fun this year watching the improvement week by week. Offensive line, how far they have come along this year. Um, skill kids, and a lot of them sophomores, really just got better as the year went on and on. And, and Kate Wolford, one of the greatest we've ever seen. Um, the all-time, and I can say this 99.9% sure, and if anybody can say there's not the right answer, then prove it to me, but the all-time touchdown maker in the history of Jackson Ironman football. Um, over 70 touchdowns in his career. The unique thing, too, his dad had 60. I'm thinking he's the second all-time touchdown maker. That's a pretty neat father-son combination, pretty special Thank you, Cade, for the entertainment you've given us for four years on there. been very special. Ethan Crabtree. Oh, yeah. I mean, we have had some great kickers. Is he the best? I, I think so. I think so, too. I think so, too. So special and, and this year. And punter. And punter, right? Everything he did this year and tonight. What a game he had with the, the punts, the, the three bombs he had. The Carlton corner punt that, you know, backed him up back there. A 44-yard field goal, multiple touchbacks on the kickoff. So I think he had right at 59 touchbacks for the year. Unbelievable number. There. Unbelievable number. Just special efforts by a lot of special players. The senior class wouldn't let this team go down and no. be mediocre. They were going to refuse to be mediocre, and they were outstanding. So. Okay, well, guys, uh, while we're waiting for Coach Hall, we might pass along some scores of other playoff games there. of interest. Wayne uh, Trace losing to Purcell Marion out of Cincinnati, 27-20. to Nearby, the Pike Eastern Eagles in a dogfight with the Waterford Wildcats. Waterford right now leading 26-21 to in the fourth quarter. Ooh, Eastern had the lead in a lot of that one, yeah. too. Right, and I tell you what, Ironton jumped all over Heath early, but Heath has come back, and now it's a 37-28 lead for Ironton in the fourth quarter. Uh, Notre Dame losing to Caldwell out of, uh, I believe that's out of Noble County, 50 to nothing. Uh, the Eastern Eagles out of Meigs County, easy winner over Monroe Central, 55-14. Wheelersburg all over Portsmouth in a rematch, 34 to nothing down at the Berg. Paint Valley loses to the Cincinnati Country Day, 26 to 14. Gaia Academy makes the trip into Perry County and comes home a 42 nothing loser to Thornville Sheridan. Uh, also, uh, a 29 to 7 lead or 29-7 victory for West Jefferson over Nelsonville, York. Trimble loses to Northmore, 31-6. And Miami Trace was behind 33-0, I believe, in the first quarter, but they ended up losing 44-7 to Bishop Watterson. And so it's Watterson and Bloom Carroll next week out of sight to be determined. Remember, Watterson, who beat us by, I think, two points in such a game last week, uh, last year at Chillicothe, it was Bloom Carroll who then beat Watterson in, I think, a three-point win the next week. So, right, it's another rematch. And I had a halftime score, not on our score screen, but I had it texted to me. This is interesting. At the half now, I'm sure the game's past that now, but at halftime, London and Bell Fountain tied 21-21. to Ooh, and London was a pretty healthy winner against a big winner. early in the year. So that is a big effort by uh, 
a potential future Buckeye quarterback. Yeah. Avion yeah. St. Clair and uh, uh, heading towards the Buc- or to the Buckeyes, uh, leading the Alfalfa this season. It is. Okay, the game is over. The Bell Fountain has defeated London 35-28. to Thank you, Brock Netter, for that score. A very interesting score. A big game in Region 3, and I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, the uh, Bell Fountain will now play the winner of the Tri-Valley and... Uh, uh, Tri Valley and Granville. Yes. Tri Valley only one loss, and Granville, I believe, was undefeated heading into tonight. All right. Well, that's interesting. Very interesting. The uh, Army would down to be more interesting is if we were up there taking on Watterson next week. Yeah, that would be fun. Yes. All right. We're still waiting on Coach Andy Hall to come up, and uh, we will take a uh, another timeout. We'll be back as Jackson Ironman football continues on Mix 96 FM. Dakota's, Jackson's premier place for steak and ribs, has been proudly serving the community since 2004. Come out and join us for all your local favorites like our one-of-a-kind onion loaf. Or treat yourself to one of our world-class hand-cut steaks. Enjoy the fall weather fireside on our amazing patio outdoor dining area. At Dakota's, your experience and safety are our number one priority. Here you're always treated like family. That's Dakota's Jackson at 451 McCarty Lane. Great food, great friends, great fun. Good people bring good people. At Buckeye Construction and Restoration, it's the foundation of our projects and our company. What started in a garage with two people and a dream now employs over 100 with offices locally in Wellston, Waterford, and Cincinnati. BCR offers competitive salaries, professional development opportunities, and an employee referral bonus program. Join one of the fastest growing companies in the Midwest by calling 833-775-1595 or visit bcrmco.com to apply. BCR, preserving our history with the hands of craftsmen. Looking to add a touch of Jackson County to your home or wardrobe? Head over to Malloway Designs and Boho Finds, your local boutique haven for all things trendy and unique. Look for our mint green door located at 203 Broadway Street, Sweet B, in the heart of Jackson. Malloway Designs is the perfect destination for people seeking one-of-a-kind pieces. Open Wednesday through Saturday, Malloway is stocked with hometown apparel and locally crafted goods, specializing in custom tees for all ages. Malloway Designs and Boho Finds. Let them be the light. When your vehicle or semi finds itself stuck on the road, call the rescue team at Angles Garage and Wrecker Service located at 10992 Chillicothe Pike in Jackson. They provide 23 and a half hours of damage-free towing and recovery service. Whether you need roadside service, a tow, or repairs, you can count on their team to get the job done. Angles Garage and Wrecker Service is also an authorized U-Haul dealer. Call Angles Garage and Wrecker Service at 577-3636. Let's hook up. Howard Hanna, the McNerland Network team, is excited for you to meet our newest agent, Dylan McCarroll. Dylan is a veteran and has worked as a correction officer and is ready to serve Southern Ohio with all of their real estate needs. Just call 740-239-1239 to schedule your free consultation today. Remember, call Dylan McCarroll with the McNerland Network team at 740-239-1239. That's 740-239-1239. Happy fall and happy football season. Professional football became a fall favorite when it was introduced in 1920. That's 19 years after Ohio Mutual Insurance Group began keeping the promises that secure dreams. Stop in and see us at Lockhart Insurance Agency to learn more about Ohio Mutual. We can help you select the right coverage for your needs. 
Give us a call at 740-384-2020. If you want to protect your auto, home, farm, or business, you want Ohio Mutual on your team. Celebrating nearly 100 years as a local law firm, Oates, Heiser, Miller, Wagon, and Clagg is a full-service regional law firm serving Southeast Ohio and West Virginia. With four attorneys, Oates, Heiser, Miller, Wagon, and Clagg has vast experience in personal injury, business law, bankruptcy, family law, divorces, and custody disputes, real estate, probate, and estate planning, and more. Call them today at 740-384-2111 or visit them online at www.ohlaw.com. Do you remember being a kid and waking to the smell of bacon frying on the stove? Or the smell of fresh steaks on the grill? Those days are not over. Dave's Custom Butchering in Wellston brings back those childhood memories with some of the best fresh meats available for your family. Smoked bacon, homemade brats, fresh ground beef, and unbelievable steaks are waiting for you at Dave's Custom Butchering. Dave's Custom Butchering, West Broadway Street in Wellston. Call ahead and we'll have your order ready. 740-384-2340. Howard Hanna, the McNerland Network team, is excited for you to meet our newest agent, Dylan McCarroll. Dylan is a veteran and has worked as a correction officer and is ready to serve Southern Ohio with all of their real estate needs. Just call 740-239-1239 to schedule your free consultation today. Remember, call Dylan McCarroll with the McNerland Network team at 740-239-1239. That's 740-239-1239. You're listening to the home of the Ironmen. Mix 96, WKOV-FM Oak Hill, a Jackson County Broadcasting Station. Back here at Alumni Stadiums, the Jackson Ironmen fall in Week 12 to the Bloom Carroll Bulldogs, and a classic game tonight. Uh, back and or not actually back and forth. Bloom Carroll didn't take the lead to the final one minute and 33 seconds ago in this game, but Coach, a uh, very entertaining game, but the Ironmen uh, end up on the wrong side of the score. Yeah, we knew it was going to be a dogfight. Um, you know, when you look at records, you look at, you know, points, you look at stats on all three phases. Um, you know, we're very similar. You know, we good play action pass quarterbacks, good offensive linemen, good running games, uh, fast defenses, great kickers, you know. Um, I mean, we had the Edmund punt tonight. I thought, you know, Ethan Crabtree would by far our MVP tonight. Wow. I mean, you know, that field goal that he hit, I mean, I think it was good from 55. You know, punting, a lot of room to go. Yeah, yeah. punting average. I mean, he, he flipped the field three or four times. You know, and that's key. Um, and it's been a key all year for our kids. But, you know, it's just really tough. You know, we didn't move the ball like we should have. Um, you know, we had 90 yards in the second half. And, you know, we lost Cade at halftime and uh, diagnosed with concussion. Um, he really was trying to fight through it, but he, you know, just really struggled. And we, you know, sent him in to, to get to get looked at. Now he would come back late in the game, but I don't know if know. it was or not. But I, I, he was hit so hard on about a seven-yard play right up the middle, and it just the was a shot. Quarter, then he man. carries yeah. it the next time for the first down, and he unloads on the tackler. But there was just major major hits there. Yeah, and he, you know, he really just kind, of, you know. He was having some issues, and so yeah. we took him out, of course, and the guy looked at it at halftime, and they sent him in. So, you know, that did hurt, of course. You know, you can't – you know, it's hard to lose your, your, your cash cow there in the backfield. But, you know, I thought our guys battled anyway. Um, defensively, I thought we played really well. I mean, we, you know, we held their running game, I thought, really well. 
about two yards a carry. Yeah, I Did mean, fabulous really took took away the the run game. But then, you know, we knew we were hurting a little bit in the secondary. Um, you know, of course, we've been you know fighting that all year after we lost Eli and um, piecing together with some young, young kids. You know, we now you know Bodie had to play a lot more safety than he's played all year. Um, you know, throughout the years, we played you know two sophomore corners. We played you know with you know with. Uh, with Ryan and Eli, and then, and those guys really got better. And you know, we played, you know, CJ, the freshman corner. You know, we played these young guys at safety. I mean, it just, you know, they they did a nice job throwing the football. But even at that, I thought we were we tackled well in space. We didn't give them anything easy. Um, nothing right, easy. Nothing we were, was easy. We had the whole coverage, time. and they yeah. made some great passes yeah. and catches. They did, and but they're really good athletes. I. I knew they were fast on defense. They were faster the than I thought. The tight end special. Yeah. And that catch he made over the middle that one time to keep that drive alive was yeah. big time. That was a college-type catch. Yeah, their, their skill guys were special. But defensively, they were a lot faster. I mean, I knew they were fast, but they were really fast. And um, you know, We had to grind some things out. You know, Bodie had some pressure on him tonight. Um, you know, we I thought, you know, we passed together. You know, Tucker Williams came in and did a nice job at fullback. And, of course, you know, Nolan Johnson was the key guy. Um, and of course, you know he's gonna get used to it because he's gonna be he's gonna be a workhorse for us next year. But um, yeah, you know, he's not, just, a, he's not a secret anymore. No, he's not. And um, you know, but I, we just played hard. I mean, I, I give our kids credit. But again, when you play two when two really good teams play each other, you know, this is what's gonna happen. Um, you know, we hope that on that third down play, you know, uh, we had a penalty which marched us back late in the game. Um, you know, that was a chance for us to move the football. But we didn't, you know, say, well, man, that cost us. Well, no, we, we didn't move the ball the whole second half. So, yeah, did the penalty hurt us? Yes. yes. But then if we would have moved the ball earlier, then that doesn't cause as much problem. We got more points on the board. Now we're not trying to squeak out two or three yards at a time. And and so, again, again give those guys credit. You know, they were hard to block. You know, they put the, the ball kid, the big left tackle, they played him on defense, which they hadn't played him much this year, but he, he played a lot of snaps. You know, I thought we hit really hard. I mean, I think three or four of those guys came out of the game at times. There were a lot of bodies yeah. down. I thought yeah. our, our two doctors and our trainer, they were busy tonight. They it were was, out there a lot. Yes, very physical ball game for both teams. Um, it went right down the wire. I mean, that's exactly what we thought it was going to be. Um, you know, 7-7 ball game at halftime. And the second half, both teams were just trying to slug it out. Field position was key. Like I said, Ethan did a great job. Um you know, flipping the field for us, but we just did not make enough plays, you know, offensively to get first downs, to hold the ball longer. Um, and then defensively, you know, you can only play so many snaps. And, you know, they moved that ball down the field on that fourth down call. We thought they were going to kick the field goal to try to tie it and put it in overtime. I thought they would too. I would too. And, and, um, because they got a big, they got a Division one kicker too. And, uh, but the kid made a great play. You know, the quarterback scrambled. I thought we put a lot of pressure on him tonight. He made some great throws and, um, you know he's been in this game before. You know he's he's been in the he's been at the the, the pinnacle of, of of high school football, and um, you know he showed his leadership tonight. You know they they obviously weren't intimidated coming down here. Alumni Stadium does that to a lot of teams, but yeah. this team they've been there yeah. before, and you could you could feel it from them out there. That that was a very composed football, team. very confident team. You know you you play at Canton Falls Stadium, there's no better school, you know, place in Stable Ohio than that. So coming down here, although this is a beautiful place, we're proud of it. Is not going to intimidate those guys whatsoever. But um, 
You know, it was a great battle. Um, you know, people got the money's worth tonight. You know, I hate it for the, our seniors. You know, there was a lot of kids in there crying right now and, and very disappointed. But um, We knew it wasn't a fun locker room, Coach, but no. how far has this team come from the second half of the Ironton game till right now? Well, and that's what – Leaps and bounds. Yeah, we talked about, you know, our senior leadership and being able to – I mean, I'm looking out now and looking at these guys. They're still in a the uniform. They're sitting on the sidelines with each other. And, um, you know, they don't want to go home. Um, you know, I <laughs> – I told when I was a senior in high school, I did the same thing in the regional final and, and got beat 14-7. It took me 45 minutes to get out of the locker room and went and get my clothes off. And, you know, so all of us former players, we understand high school football special. And, you know, these guys, like I'm watching right now, well, so and I may be here for a long time. I would never put a helmet on again. No, and, you know, this is this is this what is they it. live for, They're you seniors. know, in high school. And But, um you know, our, our seniors did a great job this year. I know the expectations out maybe in the community weren't great, you know, coming into the season because not knowing what we had. So many kids we lost in the last two years, really three years. Um, you know, we're no returners on both sides of the ball, really. And to come out and do what we did this year, you know, three you know three years in a row of winning 10 games, three years in a row winning the conference championship, never been done, um, you know, gave a lot of excitement and hope to, to fans this year some great individual efforts, some great team efforts. You know, I can't be prouder. I mean, I, you know, I told him after the game, I said, you know, we had no discipline problems, you know, nope. to speak of. Uh, we, you know, they, they police themselves for the most part. They care about each other, and they're fun to be with. I mean, we come out every day, and it's just a joy to be their coach. I mean, they, they work hard. They do so many things in the weight room, and they come out and practice every day, and they grind it, and it's just, you know, it's just not a job. I mean, it takes a lot of time and, and energy, but it's worth it because these kids care so much about what they're trying to do here for this community, and I just love them to death. And, you know, you know, after 32 years, I'll tell you, what, it, it does wear on you, and then you get older and you get more tired each and every year. But, um, you know, it, it's worth it with these kids. And, and um, you know, we got some great young kids coming. Um, but, again, we're going to lose some great seniors again. Well, a lot of underclassmen grew up this year. Yeah, they did. They're they're now yep. upperclassmen and they're they're veterans. But uh, your senior class, they were not going to let this team fall down. No, and um, you know when you talk about those seniors, you know you start, you know again we talk about our kicker Ethan Crabtree. What a, what a season he's had, and and we know that he's on a chance. Best to, ever at Jackson. Best ever, um, and that's pretty simple to say, I think. But yep. um, you know he's going to be able to further his career, I think, in football and, and do some great things. Um, you know, Cade Wolford. Of course, you know, player you're in the league. Well, kind of said something here. We said this all t- all time touchdown maker in the history of Jackson. If and if there if anybody can prove that's wrong, I don't think they can. And I think he the unique thing was he beat out his dad. Yeah. I think it's the second all time touchdown maker in Jackson history. So right. pretty special for the Woodford family. Yeah, I mean, you know, that you know, when the leadership he gave for four years to lead the team all four years in rushing. Yep. Um, it was unbelievable. So we'll see how things move for him. Of course, he's going on to Kent State uh, University. Uh, Grant McCarty, a second-year player that came from us from Southeastern, you know, great special teams player, tough, you know, one of the strongest kids we have in the weight room, just does everything we asked him to do and plays like all of our special teams. Just so proud of him. Um, Eli Berman, I mean, one of our captains, one of our accountability captains, you know, of course, broke his arm, and we found out today he was cleared to play next week. Oh, and that was, you know, that was our rally cry for our kids is to get him back on the field next week. Yeah, but, you um, imagine how he feels right I, now. I know he's pretty he disappointed. He's such a super kid because he knew, and he's. I'm looking at him right now down there, and you know, um, I think I may be here for a while tonight. I yeah, think. I don't think you're going anywhere. Um, 
but again, you know, his leadership and his drive is just unbelievable. And A.J. Graham, I'm looking at him on the field. You know, he, he talked to kids after the game. He's crying. He said, guys, I, I probably should never play football again. You know, I've had three surgeries, and I've had shoulders that I needed wrapped up every day. He said, but I wanted one year of high school football, just one year to play. And, boy, did he heck have, have, have a heck of a year. Inside linebacker, playing tight end. You know, just unbelievable, his work ethic. I'll and, never and, forget the way the team reacted on that first touchdown he caught this year. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it flooded the all field. All 55 people ran yep. on the field and tackled yep. him. It was unbelievable. It says a lot. You know, Drew Wiley, um, again, our captain and accountability captain, you know, he's he's working to try to get into the academy. He had a, a meeting yesterday with a uh, congressman, and, you know, we're trying to get him to that level. And, and boy, again, two-year starter, led us in tackles, you know, all-conference oh, player. He, he made one of the biggest improvements from his junior and senior year that I've seen in a long time. And yep. just so proud of what he's doing and what he's going to do for us and our country. Uh, Xander Irvin, you know, again, he played center, guard, tackle. He played inside linebacker. Um, he played our special teams. I mean, he just played everywhere. Very smart kid. Uh, very, di- you know, diverse in his abilities. Um, and again, really made some plays throughout the year that really, I think, um, you know, made his family proud because he did a great job. Um, Dylan DeLong, you know, what a leader on our, our offensive line. Of course, he, he's a fiery kid, but he, he brought that fire in and got those other guys going with him. You know, I think he kind of led those offensive linemen to, you know, this is how you get it done. And again, there's times we had to pull him off, you know, and I calm him down a little <laughs> bit. But, you know, again, but he understands it's all, he's not, He's just a tough kid. He wants to do so well. And I mean, a lot of people could have wrote him off, you know, from last year. But he came back and had a great year. And he had a tour, he played with Torn Labor all year. Um, and the best way he didn't play defense, he couldn't. But, again, he played every snap for us there. Um, we got Caden Snyder. You know, Caden Snyder started all of our special teams for the last two years. Um, again, played a lot of different positions on the defensive line. Um, but again, every day just works his butt off and really gave us everything he had. You know, Mike Baker, everyone knows Mike, you know, undersized nose guard, um, you know, absolutely just gives you everything he has. Might have played two of his best games the last couple of weeks. Yes, he did. And, um, you know, I challenged him that first quarter and he really got that really improved and made some great plays in the second half. Um, but again, a good role model, just a great leader for our kids. And, and again, he just, he's going to be sorely missed there. Um, Aiden Crabtree, you know, and a JV player. Here's a kid, the senior, a JV player. He easily, easily could have cashed in. So I'm going to do the same more every day. He didn't miss a weightlifting session the entire winter and spring, and that could have been easier for him to do. Did not miss a day of practice. Um, so again, he stuck it out, and he was, he's well respected amongst his peers and his, his teammates. Um, Taking time, old Raji, you know, Raji, you know, quitting last year, going to get a job. He worked. He came to me in the wintertime this past winter said, I want to come back and I want to play. And, and, again, he never played varsity football. He worked his tail off, losing weight, getting himself in shape, ended up starting for us this year on the offensive line. He had a fabulous year, his senior year. It was so neat to see what he was able to do. Um, and then Caden Priest, another two-year starter, again, that played special teams. He played everywhere. He's probably our best punt or our kickoff guy we've had all year. Probably led us in, t- in tackles in the kickoff game. Um but again, played receiver, played corner. Um, like I said, played all of our special teams. So, you know, again, it's you know, it's, it's tough. Every year we lose great seniors. That's why we have a great program because you do have great seniors every year. And you know, questions always always comes up. Well, how are you going to replace this guy? How are you going to replace this kid? Well, I don't know if you ever replace them, but you find other kids that can do great things. It as becomes well. their turn. It becomes their turn, and yep. and that's kind of what we said that. 
you know, you just got to you got to learn to adapt and move forward. And then as a staff, you know, what a you know what a great commitment they give. And again, I want to make sure that you know we let people know, you know, this this is not <laughs> this is not a nine to five. It, it's not a nine to five. That's for sure. You know, my <laughs> my coaches, you know, my dad who's been coaching now for 52 years or 51 years, you know, Jake Taylor, Travis Huff, you know, Adam Jones, Kendall Neal. Now we moved him up this year to the uh, uh, varsity staff, Tyler Jeffers, you know, Jeffrey Allen, you know, those guys bleed this stuff, you know, and again, two of these guys were my former players. That's how old I'm getting. Um, but again, those guys, they're committed to it. They you know, help me in the weight room. They're here in the summertime. You know, they do everything I ask them to do. And now I, have to, I don't have to ask anymore. Everyone just kind of knows their roles, and we just roll with it. And, again, you, know, you can't do this without great people. And I have the best assistant coaches in, in the state. You do. For sure. You do. You know, my equipment manager, you know, Chris Bison, he took over for Greg Potter, who retired all those years and, um, you know, took the reins and ran with him and, and, and did a great job. And, of course, his son Hayden helped us out a lot there as well. Um, you know, Jason Crawford, you know, Dr. Kelly Rouse, Doc Owen, you know, medical staff. Nobody has it better than we No do. one does. And those area. guys take care of us and, and do what they need to do. You know, and again, you know, our cheerleaders, our skyliners, our mother's club, the band, Mr. Hurd, all that, on my administration. Just so fortunate to have the people around me that I have. And, and this program just means so much to so many people. And, you know, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't work until unless everyone's on the same page. And that's what we have here. Yeah. No question about it. It. Boy, I always hate this when we <laughs> have to is, do this. This is the worst this, day. I agree. This I is agree. the worst day of the year for me. I absolutely despise this day. But the day comes, and you know, I told the kids, you have to. You know, how do you respond to it? You know, we'll take some time off, and then we'll be back in the weight room pretty soon, and you know, we'll get ready for 2024, and um, you know, great things will happen to these young. Well, kids. we want to thank you for coming up week after week. Yeah, all the, and uh, everything that you do, and uh, we really appreciate. Well, that. I appreciate you guys do a great job, and you you're know, the best with media. the media coach. There's no question <laughs> about that. Well, I tell you, I appreciate it, and again, like I said, these guys, you know, I wouldn't do it if I didn't love it, and I wouldn't do it if I didn't love these kids, and these kids didn't love us, and and again, we have great people around us, and again, I'm very fortunate to be the head football coach. Oh, you're here. a big factor in making Friday nights very special here in Jackson, Ohio. It's fun. Thank you very much. Appreciate right. it. Coach, thank you for your time and comments week in and week out. I'm going to lose a tough one tonight, 14 to 10 to the uh, Bloom Carroll Bulldogs, and the Bulldogs will advance to take on Bishop. Yeah, Water. they get a rematch. They beat them last year and moved on all the way to the state final, which is unbelievable, but boy, they had their hands full tonight and they knew it. The celebration you could see on their side, it, we, yeah. we, you, you just had to be here to see how close we were to having another week of football. And at 33. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. that will put a cap, recap or nightcap, I guess, on, on the 2023 football campaign. Had 12 weeks of it. Been a lot of fun. Oh, Very it much. always is. Go to a 10 and 2 final record. But lose a heartbreaker here at home tonight. Hey, my highlight getting to do this with two of my best buddies. Um, couldn't ask for anything more. All right. Well, I have to do it again sometime. Someday. <laughs> the lights are being turned on out on us here at Alumni. Well, Street. Pete and I'll be there in basketball, and you know the seat's always open for you. All right. Well, uh, that'll about do it for us, and we want to thank our producer back at the studio, Hayden Milliken. Been great all year, Eddie. All his work. Yep. Uh, Covers for us when we make mistakes. All right. Well, 
Until next time, this is Dan Davis for Pete Wilson and Dan Morrow saying so long, everyone. You've been listening to Football Friday Night in Southern Ohio and Jackson Ironman Football on Mix 96 FM and around the world on the Total Media Radio app. Jackson Ironman Football has been brought to you by Ohio Valley Bank, Paisley Permanent Cosmetics, Buckeye Construction and Restoration, Dan Daly State Farm Insurance, Four Winds Community, McDonald's of Jackson, H&R Block of Jackson, Malaway Designs and Boho Finds, Jackson County Banking Center, Lockard Insurance, Iron City Implements, Rent to Own, Angles Garage and Wrecker Service, Howard Hanna Realtors, the McNerland Network, Faith and Fitness, Lewis and Gillum Funeral Home, Webb's Heating and Cooling, Brian Moore Construction, and Belicio Foods. Jackson Iron Mid Football on Mix 96 FM is also brought to you by Leella Lanes of Wellston, Atomic Credit Union, Dave's Custom Butchery, Midway Quick Marts, Riser Equipment, Happenings Bistro, Osborne Equipment Service, Holzer Health Systems, Auto and Truck Tire Center, Pig and Steel Roofing and Sidey, Rio Grande Jackson Center, Dakota's Roadhouse, Nimco Propane, Gallia Jackson Meggs Alcohol Drug and Mental Health Board. O. Pfizer Miller Wagon and Clagg Attorneys at Law. Honda Suzuki Polaris KM and KO of Jackson. Gillum Insurance Sponsor of tonight's Player of the Game. Hothead Burritos and Sheward Folks Insurance Sponsor of the Coach Andy Hall Pregame Show. And Monroe Collision Center Sponsor of tonight's Hit of the Game. Don't miss a snap of Jackson Ironman football all season long on Mix 96 FM and around the world on the Total Media Radio app. Football Friday night in Southern Ohio is a presentation of Total Media and Jackson County Broadcasting. Now stand by for extended post-game coverage as Football Friday night continues across Southern Ohio on Mix 96 FM.